BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's June the 30th, it's 2023, I am at Joel Pearl, and of course we're getting in the weeds. Jeremy, I have decided this morning that I need Lil Uzi Vert to do a cover of our intro music. I feel like that theme slaps harder than Chop Suey, than Nakamura's theme, than anything on that pink tape. I started listening a little bit to it. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm just a white guy, I'm not a huge uh, hip-hop rap fan, I like it, but... Uh, Chop Suey was not it. Jeremy Lambert, how are you doing? Let's talk about that and a million other things as we tee up our morning. Tee, tee up, because we're we're talking like British, British time. Yes, sir. And you got it. Joel Pearl, at tea time, everybody agrees uh, that you should send a super chat right now. I'm going to I'm going to plug super chats for you today. Thank you. Everybody agrees that you should send a super chat so I can buy last minute Taylor Swift tickets and go to the concert tonight or tomorrow and not watch WWE shows. Hashtag send Jeremy to the era's tour. That's too long. Hashtag era's Jeremy. Look at this. I got my Taylor Swift mug for tonight's or for today's episode as well. Send me to Taylor Swift, everybody. I'm in a house with sick children who I would like to abandon so I can go watch a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I get it. I really do. <laughs> yeah, send a new Super Chats. Let's send Jeremy to uh, to a Taylor Swift concert and not pay any of our contributors. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the month. Uh, this, this is the time where uh, I will take the money yeah. for myself, for a good cause. You know, the contributors, 
They get everything else. This is for a good cause. I feel like I deserve this, right? I, I deserve so. this. Justified, I deserve this chance. <laughs> he did that the other night, and I immediately thought of you. <laughs> did he do a justified, I, I, you I deserve think, this? I think during the tornado tag, T- Tony sent out a justified, this is awesome chant. Oh, he did a justified, this is awesome chant like 15 times during Dynamite. I'm not even joking. I believe way. you. and I'm I so saw sure. that. It popped up so often. Let's go back and see all of the justified. This is awesome chance from AEW Dynamite. Justified. This is awesome chance tonight for Sting and Darby Allen versus I am Jericho and Sammy Guevara in the main event of Wednesday Night Dynamite. Justified. This is awesome chance for Young Bucks and Hangman Page versus Dark Order on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Justified. This is awesome chance for the opening match tonight. John Moxley versus Tomohiro Ishii on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Three justified. This is awesome chance. There you go, everybody. I mean, I would say one of those was justified. Which one? Ishii and Moxley had a banger. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. The sting propaganda that you are spitting out listen, here saying listen. that Sting did not get a justified this is awesome chance. Sting got a justified yelp out of me when yeah, I watched him almost oh, kill himself on that table. Oh, that was... Uh, I was very scared for that man. And the tables were too far away and mm-hmm. he hit legs instead of body. And I man, that was immediately, I immediately, when I watched him climb that ladder and do the whole like, no, I'm doing it. I was like, you're not going to make it. And that's not a knock at sting. I don't think anyone would have made that outside of maybe Darby or someone who just has like those hops that we talk about. Sting wasn't going to make it. I'm sorry. 25-year-old Tw- Sting probably would not have made it. It was Easy. just... No, 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 no. 25-year-old Sting would have easily no, made that. No, it was far, man. It was a jump. You have Okay, to really but rock. look, he... he 63-year-old Sting still hit the first table. 25... You got to remember what 25... 25-year-old Sting was jumping to the top of cages and blowing out his knees in the process, but 25-year-old... Swinging around the pole, 25-year-old Sting had some athleticism. Nah, he would have made it. I I think, like, it was far because we're talking about a a 63-year-old Sting made it look far. It was still far, but, like, I, I think a wrestler kind of in their prime athleticism who's kind of used to doing that a little bit more would have pulled it off cleaner 63 year old sting. You got to take a little bit more precaution there. I think if I were in the shoes of certain wrestlers, I'm not speaking about age. I'm not speaking. I'm just speaking about like ability or adaptability on the fly. I, and I'm seeing now Andrew Zarian saying, I want Joel to do that spot. Not in a million years. I'll beat up Frank the clown, but I ain't doing it by jumping off a ladder onto the floor through tables. Uh, Although if I get paid enough. Anyway, so my, my feeling was you at that point, if you're like, oh, I might not make this, you kind of have to springboard it. You have to go off the ladder, springboard off the rope, and hope that you don't overshoot that. But Sting's not doing that. He could. He could just land oh, on it and then do a splash. Another step and try to springboard there. If that man would have slipped, he would have... That would have been far, far worse. Absolutely not. He was not going to springboard that. Maybe I just watched too much Lucha and I just trust the You're You're talking about it. You're complaining about a man who's 63. Like, yeah, he couldn't jump that far to to make that one. And now you want him to add an extra step on a, you know, a top rope, which is difficult. I realize these wrestlers make it look very easy. These wrestlers in their athletic prime make it look 
very easy, but you want this 63 year old man to add the extra step of stepping on that top rope to try to spread. No, he, that would have been far worse if he tried that. Why are you trying to kill Sting on this show? I'm not trying to kill Sting on this show. It, that's what it sounds like. No, it's not. Stop it. I like Sting. I love Sting. You could have fooled me. <laughs> that's right. I, I said it. I audibly yelped when he did it. I was like, oh, no. Me too. Yeah. I mean, Tony, Tony Schiavone was probably in the back being like, oh, no, it's Sting. Because that's just what he does. Every time he sees Sting, he has to say it's Sting. He oh, needs line. No. It's his line. They literally yeah. brought him out to commentary for the main event just so he could do the line, and I loved it. Yeah. I had a good time with that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll dig a little bit more into Dynamite. But uh, 11 o'clock Eastern, we're going to have a guest join us, and that's in about 55 0 minutes if you're live with us here on YouTube.com slash Overbooked. Casey Navarro, the truly brought to uh, I already messed it up. Casey Navarro, the truly blessed warrior wrestling world champion. I don't know how anyone does that in one straight shot. Casey Navarro is going to join us at 11 a.m. Eastern. We're going to talk about Warrior. We're not going to talk about Frank the Clown. I'll tell you that much. I don't need to talk about that POS. But uh, his we're going to bring fights. we're going to bring Frank back on to do a proper intro for Casey because you just botched that all the hell. Joel. Yeah, we, that was bad. I don't want to do it. Can we not talk to Frank again? He was great. I liked Frank. But why? He sent me a very nice message. His, his message was like, thank you for having me on today, Jeremy. You were fantastic. I'll talk to you anytime. Please, I will never speak to Joel Pearl again. He was unprofessional and an asshole. I mean, and yeah. I, was like, it was, I agree. It was starkly different from the DM that I got from Frank the Clown, which just said, <laughs> F you, Mark. And I was like, but my name is Joel. And that was pretty much the end of that. For some reason, it says you can no longer send direct messages to Frank. I don't know what that's about. That was just a, I guess that's a Twitter glitch that I've been hearing about. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that was, that was something. He rightfully blocked you. Is that what that is? Yeah. That sounds like a Frank the Clown problem. Maybe he's got to work out his anger. This is where I do like a segue to like a therapy service that sponsors us, but we don't have that. So Sponsors, ads, let's get at it. Come on. You can watch AEW Dynamite on Wednesday nights on TBS as, instead of going to therapy. Remember they tweeted that once? <laughs> no, when was that? Oh, oh man, hold on. I got to find this. It was something It was something like that. I don't want to misconstrue the AEW uh, Twitter here, but I... <laughs> This sounds bad in every Yeah, scene. yeah. yeah. It, is, it wasn't. It wasn't this is coming bad. from a guy who caught heat for saying if Dax Harwood goes to therapy, y'all have no excuse now. That got me heat once upon a time. I don't think I was wrong, by the way. But uh, <laughs> Ryan in the chat saying, oh, man, they did. Yeah, see? All right. I'm, I wasn't going crazy. I didn't, I didn't just, I didn't not believe you. I do believe that this happened. So it had, it was apparently January 10th, around about time here. January 10th, 2022, because I I used uh, the wife's account to tweet this, and she became very popular off of this. Uh, but it was WWE was doing a segment with Alexa Bliss uh, doing like therapy and stuff. Oh. And the wife, I fed her a fantastic tweet. Of, it was AEW TV, I'm pretty sure, Zarian. I fed her a fantastic tweet of why is Alexa going to therapy when she could just watch AEW? And yeah, because AEW had tweeted, all right, let's let's find this. I, I think it was AEW on TV. Let's find this actual tweet here. So I very much remember your tweet. That I re- And I remember you and I talking about it because it got some yes. real good traction. You got them clicks, buddy. 
It wasn't me. The wife got him. I fed that. I fed that tweet to her because I think right. I was on like a sabbatical or something. I think so. It was a hell of a sabbatical too. Let me tell you. <laughs> got to take you. Got to take Twitter sabbaticals every now and again. It's just good for the soul, honestly. Uh, yeah, something like that. Have you found the Have you found the tweet? We got to find this tweet. This is a very important tweet. So important that it broke Jeremy's internet. You went so hard. Not trying to... Oh, there it is. We're back. Oh, my back. You're back. You are back. Now you're gone. All right. Searching for this. Okay. Now, as long as I see your head move, I know you're here. I have to look for those little cues. Sure. Sure. Uh, while while you're searching, because this is riveting audio for our our audio listeners, uh, dynamites from Wednesday was was okay. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Uh, I do love the MJF Adam Cole Bay Bay segments. I thought they were funny. I still think that we're going towards a they make it to the final and MJF knocks out Adam Cole, and that's how we get there. But of course, Keith Lee and Swerve have to tag team. What did I tell you, Jeremy? What did I tell you? That's stupid. It's very dumb. Can we just get their one-on-one match, please? Like they, they were supposed to do it at double or nothing. I don't know what changed. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just get their one-on-one match? I don't see the tweet. They may have deleted it because there was a lot of back- backlash from that. I'm sure there was. I'm sure somebody wrote about it or had a photo of it. Just very weird stuff. Yeah, it's now deleted. So here, here's what it was. It was, therapy is really good for you. So is at AEW. That was the original tweet. So, yeah. Somebody thought that was a good idea, huh? Yeah, somebody thought that was a, a good idea. And then it had the it had a picture of, like, you know, two booths set up and one booth is uh, a guy therapy. I mean, I'll hear. That was a meme at the time. That was, that was the meme at the time. And they, they just... They did what most wrestling fans do. And sorry, wrestling fans, y'all aren't good at this. They're stupid. That's I didn't say that. Wrestling fans are dumb. They're they're, the ones that aren't dumb are the ones that give us their money, though. Just putting that out there. See, that was the tweet. Yeah, that's the one. That was yeah, yeah, that was a thing for a while. That was just yeah, it wasn't good. (laughs) <laughs> that person probably did not get fired by the way they're probably still working with the company. <laughs> all right what are we talking about? dynamite on wednesday yeah we don't uh, have to get too deep into that weed but uh what do you think overall yeah it was that good huh yeah yeah i also like good it. i i'm struggling I to keep losing i'm struggling to kind of remember it's been a long You're killing me. It's happening again. I don't know what you want me to do. Us works. Like, just everybody is. Oh, it's so good that he's refreshing the page. This is what we get. This is this is this is real in the weed stuff right here. This is 2.0. This is the good stuff. So, yeah, someone needs to send Jeremy uh, money for better internet and Taylor Swift tickets. That's what we're going to do. We're gonna have we're gonna have Jeremy Lambert get Taylor Swift tickets, better internet, and he got he got the computer, so that works. His webcam is is immaculate. The vibes are great, but uh, not this morning. So, listen, let me let me let me talk to y'all about dynamite. How about we do that? 
Dynamite didn't feel like it. Yeah, there he goes. Uh, it did, listen, it didn't feel like a nothing burger of an episode, but it certainly didn't really give me a feeling of like, this is the best thing ever. Jeremy is back. Hi, Jeremy. Hi. We found you. Sure. You were deep in the weeds. Yeah. We need people to send money so that you can go to the Taylor Swift concert and feel better about everything. I'm sure the internet's just going to crap out again. So here we are. Such is life. Let's talk about Dynamite. There wasn't much to it. I think I mentioned it. It wasn't a nothing burger, but really the big the big moments were BCC and uh, and the elites. Those were the two sides of importance. We've announced blood and guts. It's happening. TD Garden. You and I talked about it for a while. Now it's official. Uh, there you go. And then they did Moxley Nishi to open the show. What uh, What do you want to touch on first? It's a fine show. We got blood and guts. Eddie Kingston's not going to be there. Brian Danielson's not going to be there. Let's have fun. We will. Ryan Lambert can't stay for the stream, but says y'all have a snazzy day. We're going to get snazzy as hell. Okay. Jeremy's Thanks, gonna, yes. Jeremy's going to get a tie and a, a vest and he's going to get all snazzed up with uh, and he's going to go to the Ares tour tonight. That's what we're going to do. Um, trios match. Wasn't much. Honestly, like I'm just looking, it was just match, 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 but I did, like I said, I liked what they were doing with Adam Cole and MJF. I like the, uh, I like the setup there. There was some good stuff. And uh, I guess we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Jungle Boy. What do you think of that promo? I thought it was okay. I said it yesterday on Spotlight. I thought he hit a double. Um, nothing wrong with that. Nice double. Uh, get you on base. Up your batting percentage. Everything. I uh, didn't feel super confident like coming out. As it went on, he felt a little bit better. I don't know if he did a heel thing of addressing the Hamilton crowd as Toronto or he just completely forgot where he was. Uh, could be either or. Yes, either way, it worked for him. Um, uh, yeah, he, the, the material was largely fine, largely what you would expect out of this kind of first heel promo. And I, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was as bad as... Everybody, I, I saw a lot of people who thought like this was the worst thing ever. I didn't think it was the worst thing ever. I also didn't think like he knocked it out of the park like you would kind of hope for in his first um, in, in his first big heel promo. Thought he hit a double. Yeah, I can get behind that. I, I went back, watched it, and I was just kind of like, listen, Jack Perry was never Superman when it came to promos. He's, he's even talked about it, like puking in garbage can because he gets so nervous going out in front of a crowd. Uh, he and Macklin are besties at that. So the promo itself kind of came off as he's, he's learning. And he's going to learn on the fly because that's what happens in wrestling is you learn on the fly. And he's going he's gonna to get better and better. I'm really excited to see his development as a heel. He very clearly wants to do this and wants to make uh, you know an impact, uh, no pun intended, and do something with this character that's different. So I want to see where it goes. My, my my big my big question is who was driving the car, Jeremy? Who was driving the escape vehicle? Anna, obviously. You think it was? Yeah, he's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was Anna. But I'm wondering, like, does he have a heater? Does he have someone bigger than him who's gonna, you know, be his his new Luchasaurus? Is it Luchasaurus himself? Say, and was it Luchasaurus? Together? Yeah. I'm interested in that. I because I, clearly someone dropped. Are, are we going to get an answer on that, or is it just hey the car is ready for him and they just dove in? He just drove away. It's entirely possible that it's just they had his car ready and he drove away. But at the same time, he's not. You when you think of Jungle Boy, he is not that star who gets driven to the arena. You know what I mean? He is now. 
I guess according to him, he is. I yeah. want to know if there is if, if they're going to leave the question of who was driving the car. If they don't, then yeah, we're just kind of overthinking, and the, someone just drove the car. Uh, so <laughs> Andrew Zarian in the chat saying it was Jason Priestley. That's right. I, if he starts coming out to like a modernized version of 90210's theme, I'm all about it. Let's go for it. Hollywood Jack Perry, 90210. I, let's do that. But uh, yeah, that would be that would be fun. It could easily just be Anna J. And and I feel like Anna J has to be a part of this whole presentation moving forward. I mean, it would make the most sense and it would be so obnoxiously great. I don't know how you feel about that. It would. I mean, I guess since Ty's off TV now, um, cause she's pregnant, like you don't have the Sammy and Ty obnoxious couple, uh, making out every, every two seconds. So I guess they just replace them. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really want them paired up on television. I don't think it it works that well. I know Jungle Boy hit the line and people were took that how how they took that and everything, but I don't really want that uh that pairing on television. I guess if it gets Anna Jay doing something substantial cuz she's allegedly part of the Jericho Appreciation Society but like doesn't really hang around with them or do anything with them anymore. I guess if it gets her like doing a little bit more then that's cool, but otherwise I I'm not a fan of that on-screen pairing. I don't know how it would work. And you never, you really never know with on-screen couples, right? Because like Becky and Seth seem like the the coolest couple in the world. And then you put them on screen together and it looked like they've never met each other. Um, Giant so you just, dorks. Yeah, you just never know how, how that stuff is going to work. And I don't know if, uh, if Anna and Jungle Boy work. I guess it's easier if you're just a, the obnoxious heel and you just got to make out and flaunt your love in front of everybody then you know trying to come off as like ah cool we're happy and we're in love so many people just hate love like wrestling fans hate love because you know they're all losers in their mom's basement who have never touched a woman according to everybody out there um i'm just kidding wow everyone. shots fired yeah i know that's fire ryan sullivan sent a super chat by the way saying jeremy sounds so sad don't let joel do this to you i didn't do this i didn't do this sad because i'm i'm not going to taylor swift tonight it's 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 very sad times all right you know let me be down all right let me be in my uh let me be in my evermore era where i'm just a little sad about things okay all right everybody very different from your nevermore era which was a lot more grungier and and deeper raven cut (laughs) so it's funny i discovered the band nevermore because raven would always wear those shirts and, and I was like, who is Nevermore? Is that a shirt? And then I found out that it was Nevermore. They had a really cool red button down. Anyway, not important. I love Nevermore. Rest in peace. Uh, oh, my God. World Dane. He was fantastic. Great singer. Never heard a single song by them. You may have. You just may not have noticed. It's possible. No, uh, it's possible, I guess. Back, back to Jungle Boy. What if, because you mentioned Anna Jay is still with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, Sammy might be on the way out of the Jericho Appreciation Society. They might need to replace the couples. Maybe Anna and Jungle Boy join the JAS. Do we need the JAS? Like, no, but they seem to think they do on AEW. I I don't even know if they think they they actually need the JAS. It's been so disconnected for pretty much the entire year. And I don't like have <clears throat> my voice is going. I swear if I'm getting sick. Now. Um, I don't really have any 
like thoughts on the JAS because they're not really like tied together at all. It's just all right, who's Jericho going to pull in and feel like he and, and feel like he wants to attempt to elevate this week in the JAS or this I guess few weeks months. It's like oh, okay, this this time it's Sammy. It's Sammy's turn. We tried we tried to do something with Garcia. And then that went where it went. We've tried to do something with 2.0. That's gone somewhere. They tried stuff with Anna. It's Sammy's turn now because Sammy was off on his own. I I just don't think that... I think that that group is just better off just splitting because they don't feel like a group. I don't like when they do these groups and they don't feel like a group. If you're going to have these groups... They, they tried this with the firm. And the, at least the firm, they tried to explain like, oh, we're just MJF people on retainer. But then that all got messed up anyway and then it just became nothing and now matt hardy has a bunch of contracts and i've I've lost the plot completely on the matt hardy stuff um yeah i i don't need jericho appreciation society if if sure put jungle boy and anna jay with them sure the only way that i'll be entertained by that is if jungle boy tries to take over the jas and he tries to make it the Jungle Appreciation Society, and Jericho just gets pissed off, and it becomes a feud. Which then, of course, is it's heel versus heel, or you yeah, turn, so you're babying Jericho there, or you're babying Jericho. Which honestly, like fans probably would like it because AEW fans love to su- they love to sing the song, they love the nostalgia of Jericho, and they'll Jericho can lean into it. And it's been a while since Jericho has been a a real white meat baby face. It could be fun. Uh, that being said, I don't know if it works. I don't know if it sounds like it would work. Jake Hager would have to leave because he's Jericho's bestie unless he's suddenly like Jungle Boy is the future of wrestling. And then everyone's like, who are you? I like I like the Jungle Appreciation Society. And now I need like skits of like Jungle Boy taking Jericho out into like the wilderness and the jungle and stuff or like the zoo. Like they go to the zoo together. And Jungle Boy is like showing them all the different like nature. This completely, by the way, has like Jungle Boy's character, the the character he presented on Wednesday would be a complete reverse of this like, hey, yeah, let's go to the zoo and appreciate the jungle type of thing. But I, I actually I'm full on with the Jungle Appreciation Society. And what if Jungle Boy becomes like a pyramid schemer and he the pyramid scheme is like he gets people to just sign up for like the summer zoo program or, and then that, so that's what he does. He gets, he gets all the people to come to the zoo. So they preserve our jungles out there. And that's, that's his new gimmick. He's the jungle pyramid schemer. I I don't know if jungle pyramid schemer sounds as good as as jungle appreciation, but no jungle appreciation side is much better. I'm just saying like, this is like the, the, the gimmick. He's a, he's a pyramid schemer who gets people to, to sign up for the zoo program to preserve the jungles, the zoo program. And it's just, it's just video of them outside the zoos being like, preserve the zoo, preserve the the zoos, save the animals. And Jerry just like, in his big hut it's like super hot in la and he's just like in this big like ac controlled hut and he's just like ah i should go out there and be with them and then anna's like nah no you don't and he's like you're right baby and then they just they make out obnoxiously and there's the jungle appreciation society jake hager trying to save the animals great jake hager in like uh a a, um in an l in a oh man in a onesie 
what like a rainforest get up oh, that's here <laughs> you know with like the hats and the i'm thinking like ranger joe from yeah, yeah, full yeah. house yeah, yeah like that's like the outfit i'm picturing jake hager in see right i was now. thinking it's... i was thinking jake hager in like a tiger onesie <laughs> oh like, see the animals okay. are. i can see that he can wear the uh, he could wear the uh, bear outfit that they had on on Workaholics in one of the yeah. early episodes. Go with I'm that. that. See, look at that. We're already booking a better Jungle Boy heel turn than everyone else. We got this. This is us. Uh, Alan Arkin died, by the way. Just came out. Just to, I just don't know who that is. He was uh, in Little Miss Sunshine. He was on the blacklist. He was the presidential candidate on the West Wing. Never um, saw any of this stuff. Tall. Well, he. Kind of his voice was very it stood out to me all the time. But um Alan Arkin, he's the eight, he was uh, eighty nine years old. Great career, really good stuff. He did the blacklist. He was the uh he was another politician on the blacklist. So there you go. They Never killed him. It. They blew him up. Never saw it. No? Man. I've heard but I've heard of Alan Arkin. I don't want to be dismissive of like don't know who that is. I've heard of <laughs> Alan Arkin. I'm sure I've seen stuff with Alan Arkin in it. All that stuff you've mentioned, never, never seen it. All right, I get it. I just want to shout it out because I used to love Alan Arkin when I watched uh, stuff with him in it. And also because we, you know, we're a new show. We're, we talk about Lil Uzi Vert here. I don't want to. You're really pushing this Lil Uzi Vert thing. That you, you open the show with this. I'm trying to get into the... I'm trying to con people like uh, like the con man. Uh, I'm trying to con people into paying me to so I can go to the Taylor Swift. And you're over here of, of Lil Uzi Vert. What are we doing here? He dropped an awful Chop Suey cover. It was bad. The Nakamura thing was okay. You and I kind of talked it through, and it's like he has a couple of bars, and then he sings like a fan at the Nakamura show. Yeah, he auto-tunes the, the Nakamura <laughs> singing. It's just not It's not great. <laughs> What's your favorite Lil Uzi Vert song besides uh, Nakamura? None of them. Is that a song Can by him? Name- can you name a little Uzi Vert song? Yeah, that cover of Chop Suey he just tried to do. <laughs> <laughs> Told y'all, it's, not my, it's not my bag, but I know I know when music sounds good. I know I know when it, when artists knock it out of the park, like gen, genre non-specific. I can tell you when it's good. This ain't good. I don't feel like you can, Joel. I don't feel like you're a great judge of the hip hop genre to know if uh this little uzi vert cover is good it's garbage he does i'm not, not listening to the chop suey should i listen to the chop suey right now not right now it's not good it's just i'm gonna listen to it it's him singing over the track but he's not singing he's like saying the words in a tune I'm going to send this to to the wife. She loves Chop Suey and System of a Down. Loves them. I'm not in chats being like, Joel's biased. I'm not biased. I'm not biased. I promise. I'm just telling you. I'm going to send this. It's not good. That, and we got to talk about that Fallout Boy new, we didn't start the Haven't heard it. Don't want to hear it. I refuse to listen to it. Awful. They did nothing good with that. It wasn't even in chronological order. At least Billy Joel had the story rights. This is how like unplugged I actually am on this stuff is like I saw the discourse on the uh, the fallout boy song. I didn't know they did it. I I have not heard it. I've not seen anybody actually like link to it or anything. I just saw basically world trade two planes. What else can I say? That's the only line that I saw. No, no idea what else 
is in the rest of the song. That was enough for me to be like, yeah, this I'm probably not going to listen to this ever in my life. And then I moved on and I did something productive with my day. Why didn't you talk about it on the internet like everyone else, Jeremy Lambert? That's what we're here because for. Because people think their opinion matters on the internet and like it doesn't. Like it, it truly doesn't. You don't have to tweet about everything. You, you, you really don't have to give your opinion on everything on the internet. This is why I don't tweet about a lot of stuff of like, oh, what's going on? What's trending? Let me tweet about what's trending. Let me add to the discourse. Everybody had a damn opinion on the tiger driver stuff. And they spent all day on this stuff. Is it safe? Is it not? Did it add to the match? Did it not? People just spent millions of tweets on this. I, I like Matt Coon. Matt Coon's a, a friend, friend of the show. We've interviewed Matt Coon on, on Spotlight and everything. I like the work he does. Man, you don't got to tweet about all this stuff all the time. Same with like Kate does this as well. Like basically everybody does wow, this. If I'm being honest, Robert O'Neill too. Oh, Warner, yeah, O'Neill tweets a lot. All these people just tweet a lot, man. Just stop. This all, I like all these people, by the way, and uh, most of them do. Honestly, pop me. Um, so like I'm fine that they that they do it. But I think people, at least on Twitter, they they think they're they have a their opinion has this high value because like it generates responses from idiots and so they just go on and they continue to respond to idiots it's like nah man you can just like move on i had a really good discussion at least i thought it was a good discussion with jensen uh about money in the bank and like logan paul winning and does logan paul carrying that briefcase like actually add viewers to WWE programming like yeah it gets attention but does it add like viewers to the programming and jensen and i went back and forth and stuff and like i thought about tweeting about this before i brought it up on the show and i thought about tweeting about this after i brought it up on the show and you know what i said joel i said i don't care and i don't welcome all the all these people in my mentions just being dumb and acting like i my opinion on this matters that much and that their opinion on this matters all that much. I think people have a self-inflated uh, worth because of Twitter. None of our friends, by the way. I'm not taking shots at them. I, I do think some of them could stand to tweet a little less. We could all stand to tweet a little less, if I'm being honest. Um, but I, I think people on Twitter, just they have a, a self-inflated sense of worth because like, they tweet and like it gets some responses. And like you, they just feel like they got to put their opinion out there on like every little thing. It's like, oh, this is being discussed. I need to put my opinion out there on it. This is actually why I like O'Neill on Twitter and, and just in general is like, he just does shit to pop himself. And I think that's truly the best use of Twitter is just do stuff to pop yourself. Like if you actually, because you don't have productive discussions on Twitter and that's the thing, right? Is... I, I feel like I'm being a little harsh. I'm like, oh, your opinion doesn't matter. No, everybody's got opinions. Like, it does matter. And I, I, I'm not trying to dismiss anybody's opinions. I think when it comes to Twitter and wanting to tweet your opinion, it doesn't matter because I think a lot of these people are looking for productive discussions. And that ain't the form to have it. It's just not. Because people are just going to find that tweet and it's like, oh, I disagree. I'm going to argue. And then you just start arguing with people and then you just start blocking people and you don't actually get anything done. Like there's no production 
that comes of it. You don't have a productive discussion with that person. You don't have a productive discourse with that person. You're not being productive when you're spending your time doing this. And I understand it might only take two or three minutes out of your time, but like, you know, do something else with that two or three minutes out of your time instead of this nonsense that contributes nothing to anything. I just don't, I don't find Twitter to be a very productive form for any of this. You want to talk about this stuff? Come on our show, we can talk about it. But I just have face-to-face conversations about this stuff. Don't just tweet and act like, oh, this pop boy song sucks. Then fine, I have an opinion on it, cool. But then just like don't argue about like, oh, this line is bad, that one's bad, here's why I don't like this line. And then people are going to be in your mentions arguing all over again. Just make it up. My internet ad again. Yeah, it just went out. Fuck. You were, you were on one, though. You were getting there. You were in it. Uh, whatever. You were in Okay, are we back? I think we're back. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We, you, were, you were on it. You were in it. You had it. Lambots. Better than... Uh... Better than lambs. It's a low bar, I know, but but you were you were getting it over lambs right now. Oh, please don't! I'm, I see you. I see what you're doing. Please don't pull out the glass. Oh no! Why do I bring him up? Why do I bring up lambs? I'm not doing lambs, Joel. Joel, <laughs> I'm not. I was checking my phone to see if I could get the damn internet to work properly, Joel. Okay, I'm not doing lambs. All right, he's not doing lambs. Shit. I got him then. <laughs> All right. Hey, I was just trying to fill the time. While I was trying to see what you were doing. All right. So uh, that's uh, so that was Dynamite Talk. Listen, I think we can all agree that Jungle Boy is on the right path. Uh, and we just got to stick with it. And we'll see what Jungle, what Jungle Appreciation Society will bring us. Because I think that would be good stuff. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't know what else I can give you from Dynamite. I'm looking forward to Collision. There's a lot going on on that particular show uh but we're not going to spoil it here but i can tell you this much cm punk will be there that's all that matters and jeremy lambert will be here that's what we do in about uh, 20 minutes we've got casey navarro joining us the truly blessed warrior world champion i got it right that time so clearly that matters and uh, he's gonna join us at 11 a.m eastern it's about 20 minutes he'll be with us uh so yeah i was telling him that's that's all i got from dynamite um you want to dig into a little bit of Impact Wrestling while we're here? Sure. All right. Slammiversary is coming up in a couple of weeks. We talked about this match uh, a few weeks ago. They're going to do Scott Demore and PCO versus Steve Macklin and Bully Ray. <clears throat> and then they added Darren McCarty, who you might remember from the last set of tapings in Windsor. 
Jeremy, Darren McCarty, it's an overbooked mess. I'm looking forward to this overbooked mess. What do you think of this tag match? Where are we going with Slammiversary? What are we doing? I'm going to try to get Darren McCarty on this show. I have a couple of friends who know him. I want Darren McCarty on this show, and we will talk about Impact. We'll talk about his role. We'll talk about some wrestling stuff he's done. I'm also going to bring up the greatest rivalry in sports and the greatest sport in history, the Colorado Avalanche 2022 Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche and Detroit Red Wings rivalry. Because I have some thoughts that I feel Darren McCarty needs to, he needs to hear my opinion on this because it's so important. And me and Darren McCarty will settle this Avalanche Red Wings rivalry. I mean, I spent a lot of time disparaging the good name of Darren McCarty. So uh, as long as he doesn't know that, I think having him on the show would just be grand. I'm going to get him to punch you in the face, too. Why? What did I do? I'm angry, Joel. Just, I'm just angry today. Well, it's part for the course some of these days. We're going to get you, uh, we're gonna get you a punching bag. Someone's asking about the wiser plan. Also similar to the Shanna plan. Both bad. <laughs> Both awful. Both didn't work. Toronto just brought their old their old coach back and said, let's try it again. Yeah, the Shanna plan did definitely. You know, you know what plan's working really well? The Sackick plan. That's working really well. That's true. Uh yeah, it's gonna be there's there's gonna be plenty of that. Uh I don't even know, but I'm hoping that Darren McCarty is able to join us on the show. That'd be fun. It'd be fun to talk to him about uh his impact experience so far, and of course get ready for uh Get, get ready for Slammiversary. That's in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. I'm not going to Windsor. That's a that's a three-hour drive or an hour flight, and I'm not, I don't think I'm going to do that. Ryan Sullivan says the Super Chat says, I'm sending two chats today for Jeremy. Also, I honestly love lambs. Finally, Jeremy needs to take this mood and shake it off. Shake it off. Oh, boy. Thank you, Ryan. I, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm very frustrated with this internet. That it just it keeps happening, and I'm trying different things, and it's just, it's not working and I'm frustrated with it. And I apologize that I let it affect me so much, but I do. And I'm sorry, everyone. I'll try to be better. We're going to get Google Fibre directly to your door. They are going to install the fiber optic network into your house. No other house, just yours. So that everything is tip top. Your internet is still better than Kate's. That's not a high bar. I know, but we got to have some wins, don't we? Mm. Uh, elsewhere on the Slammiversary card, Leo Rush showed up on Impact last night, and it uh, looks like him and Chris Saban are going to go one-on-one for the X Division Championship. Looking forward to seeing Leo Rush and Impact. Looking forward to watching that match, because that's going to be banger. Saban and Leo, what do you think? I like Leo. Uh, I, you know, He's gotten a bad rap because he retires every couple of years and everything but like as an in-ring performer you'll be hard-pressed to find someone as good as leo rush so i hope i hope whatever he he does at impact and whatever he does just in in general uh he, he sticks with it and you know he continues to put on good matches and he's happy doing whatever he's doing you know if that's impact then then cool if that's in wrestling independent shows cool whatever whatever is good with leo uh, i i just wish the best for him my hope is that Leo comes out with a character on this run because being man of the hour is cool. Having great matches is great. I want to see some, because it's impact too, which is like very character driven. Uh, I don't want, I don't need something over the top, but I want some sort of, of statement from Leo as to why he's in impact and why 
he wants that X Division Championship. I just I want something out of him, and that's something that actually Crest and I talked about last night on the on the uh, Impact Post Show was the idea that Leo's great, but what is Leo Rush right now? He he just kind of showed up, had a big smile on his face, and wrestled a good match, and then turned heel by the end of the night when he took out uh, Chris Saban while Alex Shelley and Nick Aldis were fighting. There's a uh, there's opportunity there to tell a story, and I think I'd be okay with that. Agreed. I'm seeing Ryan saying. In all honesty, you do a two-plus-hour show and your internet goes bad for like two minutes. It's fine as a viewer, except then I talk more. Sure. It's just it's just annoying when like you know I'm just trying to talk and it's ro- and like everything looks fine on my end, and that's what is the annoying part is like on my end everything's clear, and so I'm thinking things are fine, but then I have Joel, and it's not his fault, but he's like, oh, can't hear Jeremy, something's going wrong, and so I, it just feels like we're talking over each other, like it's just. It's frustrating. I want this show to be good. I want this show to be quality. And when my internet screws it up, I feel bad. And I feel like I let everyone down. And I don't think the show is good based on that. Like, I think that, you know, these are just mishaps that can maybe be avoided, but maybe they can't be avoided. And it's just frustrating for me. I I take a lot of pride in doing this show. For some reason, this doesn't seem to happen on other shows. Like, it just, it seems like it's just this show. Like, Every interview we tape for Spotlight goes well. Spotlight always seems to go well. But for FMC, for the most part, seems to go well. For some reason, this show, it just dies. And it pisses me off. So clearly, I'm the problem. Uh, I have been saying that for a long time, Joel. I know. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. I got to make a Taylor Swift reference for that for you. No? No selling that? I'm tired. <laughs> I got a little bit of a sleep in this morning, so I'm feeling okay. Uh, elsewhere on the card, we've got a four-way for the X Division, or not the X Division, for the, we, we've got Ultimate X. That's what I want to do. Five-way, Ultimate X announced. Gresham, going to be an Ultimate X. Speedball Mike Bailey, Kashida, Kevin Knight, and uh, Alan Angels. Looks like they're breaking Angels away from, the, uh, from Violent by Design. So I'm looking forward to that match. I don't know if you have anything to add about that, and then we can move on. Ultimate X, it should be fun. Works for me. I'm looking forward to seeing where Gresham goes. So uh, we'll see from there. Where do you want to go next, Jeremy Lambert? I'm leaving this one on you. Where are we going? I mean, we have a lot with money in the bank. That should be a show, right? What do we expect? The Tribal Chief returns to WWE SmackDown tonight. He's been gone a whole week, Joel, but he's back. Tonight on SmackDown. That should be, I guess he's going to address the Usos out there. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be back. He'll pop a rating. We'll set up the Bloodline Civil War. And then we're going to be off to the races. Honestly, this is kind of a, it's a good drama-filled match, which is fine for Money in the Bank. I think a lot more people are looking forward to Money in the Bank matches themselves between the men and the women's side of things. But Roman coming back, it's always, you know, it always gets people watching. You think that people are looking more forward to the Money in the Bank matches than the Bloodline Civil War? I think right now, yes. After tonight, after whatever segment they run, that could change. I think the last couple of weeks, uh, especially with the way people have been kind of, and, and this is this is not just like hardcore fans. I'm talking like ca- maybe the casual fans too are maybe thinking a little bit more about like who can win Money in the Bank, who makes sense. You've got seven guys on one side, you've got the six women on the other. There's a lot of speculation, but there's a lot of like 
everybody works here. Like there's a there's an opportunity for just about everyone in both fields. Whereas the Roman stuff, it's like he's he's not fighting for the title. It is bloodline story that always helps. But I think people might be a little more interested in uh, who climbs the ladder, who who takes those briefcases. I think after tonight, that's definitely going to change. I expect a, I don't know how big the angle is going to be because they're doing the match. I think Roman is going to, Marty's going to draw, he's going to draw fans in. Uh, like Roman Reigns just does that with when he, his presence draws fans in. He's going to speak uh, and that's definitely going to draw people in. He's going to, you know, make people pay attention to the story and his mannerisms. I think we're going to get Roman throwing up the one tonight and standing tall and putting some putting a little doubt in the usos going into the the civil war tomorrow that's that's kind of what i'm thinking uh when when roman returns to smackdown after a week off just a single week though no more weeks off for roman reigns sometimes you just need to take a week off i i understand that i'm with you roman sometimes you just need the week off that's right you just got to practice what you preach that's the next step into it uh But uh, yeah, with Roman coming back tonight, you're right. I think there's going to be a big shift in interest. Uh, If they, again, if they knock it out of the park and they, they find a way to make this go home show a big deal for the bloodline story, then absolutely. People are going to be talking about that. Uh, Lots of conversation. Does this main event the show on Saturday? Yes. You're, you're a hundred percent. Yes. Or is there any doubt for you? No, hundred percent. Roman, Dude, it's Roman. He's main event. What? What's main event? I don't think you're main eventing with a, a money in the bank match. Like Finn and Seth is about the only other option I see here. And that's the reason why I go back and forth is because this is the only title match, the only world title match on the line. And it's Finn who is, you know, he's from Ireland, but he's still UK adjacent, right? There's there. If you ain't, if you ain't American, you're European. Is what you're saying, Joel? Uh, pretty much in the case of uh, WWE, especially Vince McMahon. And and again, this a lot of things just come out to how the show is paced, who starts where, who starts first. Um, you could have the the Bloodline Civil War open the show. It could be as easy as that. They probably will open with a ladder match. That's just what they typically do. But I'm just throwing it out there. It's possible. I think men's men's ladder match opens because there's no women's title match on this show, right? Uh, We got Asuka and Charlotte tonight, and then Rhea doesn't have her match. Uh, Rhea doesn't have a match. So there's no women's title match on the show. So theoretically, you're not going to see a women's cash-in on this show. So you can put the women's ladder match a little bit later on the show because there's no potential at a cash in there. So you open with the men's ladder match and then you can tease a, a, a cash in, you know, with the Seth and, and a Balor match later on, which will probably be middle, middle of the show towards the end. And then bloodline closes. So again, one of the reasons that I've said this before on this show why I would close with Seth and Balor beyond what I've already talked about was the option of having Damian Priest come out after the match and then having a Drew McIntyre return in a big save, you know, send the crowd home happy as, as McIntyre and Seth happily hug in the ring. And then you can, you can do the turn there. You can do the takeover, you know, put the, uh, put the, the, the sticker on the bottom, the copyright logo, and then take it off the screen and then do the, the, the thing or, you know, you can uh, just tell that story on Monday Night Raw the next night or two nights later. Uh, I, personally, I would kind of strike while the iron's hot. I would love them to go off the air with the crowd booing, being like, why, Drew, why? But they might cheer it. 
because he might just be like, yeah, I want that sure. title. And, yeah. and if you do, you, you run the risk of, of starting that, uh, th- that heel turn for Drew McIntyre looking a little, uh, a little sharp. But I don't know. I, that's why I'm kind of on the fence about who main events and why I could see the bloodline not going on last. It's not a title match. It does have a lot of drama. But like compared to everything else on this card, I don't think it's as hot as, as everything else. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just because the build has been, it's been, it's been off for the last week, right? There was no Roman last week, which clearly didn't matter because people still tuned in. This week they got to kind of maybe it's just me specific. They got to bring me back. Come on, like pull me back in. Give me some. It's been one week since you looked at me, Joel Pearl. But it's been one week since Roman Reigns has been off the show. Like the the big turn was just a, a couple weeks ago with the super kick on reigns and everything and that was a huge 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 pop right there a little bit down last week i like no offense to solo we didn't really talk about this but i kind of blame him for it being down last week that the match against sheamus was like fine that barricade spot sucked um he was running half speed he missed sheamus completely and then the usos came out and laid him out and, and that was that they haven't elevated solo up to the point that I think that I think they think they've elevated him to. And some of that is on solo. Cause when you do a half speed, uh, like run like that, and then you miss, like you gotta like, that's just, that's not main event stuff to me. If, if I'm being honest, like you've got to make sure that looks crisp and good and there's no flaw in it. And there was plenty of flaws in that and I it kind of just took me out of the solo stuff. And then yeah, he got he got jumped up by the Usos, which that's fine. It's two on one, whatever. Um Roman's gonna be back this week. Roman, that's the guy right there. He'll he'll pull things back in. And by you know, when he's beating up the Usos tonight, which is what I suspect is gonna happen, I think he's gonna lay out the Usos. I think he's gonna, you know, uh beat him down, talk that trash and then really solidify things. It's going to, it, this is going to main event, man. This I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying when it comes to, it doesn't feel quite as hot. I get that, but this is, this is main event. Have faith in the tribal chief, Joel Pearl. You, are you telling me to let it play out? I'll let it play out. I'm just saying like, just, I, I think Roman, Roman's going to make sure he does what he needs to do tonight to like, make this feel like it should be the main event. I don't hate solo, by the way. I'm just saying that spot sucked. Yeah. Listen there. And it could be an off night. It could be that he's just like trying to put it back together, trying to put it together. He's fresh on the main roster. It's been, it's been only about a year almost. We're, we're under a year. Yeah. Yes. He came in. It was clash of the castle. That was September of 2022. So, uh, and yeah, you get better. You get better with these reps. Let's be, let's be honest about Solo Sokoa too. He didn't spend too much time in NXT. His NXT presentation was fine, but he didn't spend a lot of time there. He's been sheltered with this bloodline stuff as well. Like not from like an in-ring perspective. Like I think his in-ring work for the most part is like good. And there's nothing there's nothing too wrong with it or anything, but like he hadn't had to do a whole lot with it. He stands there, he doesn't he just kind of stoic that that's been his role right roman carries the promo work 
the Usos carry a lot of the promo and the acting. Paul Heyman just adds a lot by making faces and everything. Solo's just had to stand there and just be stoic solo. And that's what he's be the enforcer type guy. That's been his role. So we haven't seen him branch out beyond that in this. And now he might have to do that a little bit. And when he's been, you know, when he's had to like, you know, do the thumb and everything, like it's been fine, but it's been just very small, minor kind of stuff. Now we're going to see him maybe have to do a little bit more heavy lifting because the Usos are against him now. And we'll, we'll see if he's able to do that and really establish himself. Just think for that spot, even if you miss Seamus, like I understand you don't want to throw your ass into his face like that. We're not a strip club here. This is a wrestling event, damn it. Gotta put some dollars down that first. (laughs) (laughs) But like you gotta you can't be running just half speed on this thing. And the barricade spot sucks too, by the way. I hate that spot. It's so overused. It never looks good. It's just a dumb looking spot. I'm laughing because Tim, when we did Tim and Joel call it in the ring, Tim would call out that spot every single time. I now call it the Tim Memorial Barricade spot because it's happening. So, and every, and he's not on Twitter anymore, but I know he troll like natural. I know that he scans Twitter once in a while. So every time it happens, I'm, I'm just like, that one was for you, Tim. And I just hope that he sees it. <laughs> it's, it's not a good spot. I, no, it's not. I've never really liked it when they, when they first did it, it was fresh, like, oh, this is cool. But then they just used it every single big match. Like, it felt like every Brock match had that spot. I'm like, all right, cool. Here we go with this again. And now, like, especially if you're going to do it the way they did it last week, it just it doesn't look doesn't look very good. Solo, Solo got to, like, look at the Tony Storm tapes here. Tony Storm looks like she's murdering these women when she does that corner spot. Solo, that's how Solo needs to go, just run in there, throw the ass out, and then just wipe wipe them out with it. Flying hip attacks. Asuka also does them very well. Asuka does do it very She's well. She's another one who's really good at that. Someone asking the chat, uh, SmackDown tonight, is it live or tape? So it is airing live in the UK when they, when they are live, which is they're live, I think, at 8 o'clock local. So they are five hours ahead of us. So I guess that would be, what, 3 p.m. Eastern? So it will be live in the UK starting at 3 p.m. Eastern, but it will air in the U.S. and in North America elsewhere at its regular time slot at 8 p.m. Uh, on Friday night if you're on the East Coast. So that, that's, that's what's going on. We will have reports. We will have spoilers as we always do. Uh, you can check them if you want over at Fightful.com, but we're... We're not, you know, we'll have live show coverage as we always do of the uh, the event itself. Sean Rossap is, of course, in the UK. He came on in the uh, he came on the spotlight yesterday, made his, his appearance for y'all. He doesn't want to hang out with us. He's too busy talking to to wrestlers and big superstars. So uh, I'll tell you this much: the interviews that are coming out, they're good stuff. So we'll check that out soon. FightfulSelect.com is going to have all of the uh, all the notes and all the good stuff from there in a, in about a minute's time. If you're watching us live. Warrior Wrestling World Champion, truly blessed Warrior Wrestling World Champion. Casey Navarro is going to join us. We're going to talk about Warrior. We're going to talk. We'll go back to the uh, to the Money in the Bank stuff after we wrap up with Casey. But uh, just want to give you that that warning right now. Go tell your friends. Tell everyone. Tweet it out. Get them get them all hyped up for uh, for that show because Warrior's got a show tonight too, and it's going to be a real fun one. 
Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that with Casey, with Casey in a few minutes, Jeremy Lambert. He just sent me uh, an email. He's waiting on the Google Chrome to download because, you know, StreamYard, you got to use like the Google Chrome and everything. So StreamYard's like the only app that says use Chrome. Yeah. Everyone else is like, don't use Chrome. And <laughs> StreamYard just leans into it. So Casey will be with us shortly. Uh, Warrior Wrestling, by the way, they're in the chat. And uh, shout out to them. They've, they've been fantastic with uh, not only promoting, but being active here and, and just putting over everything not not just themselves but also us and the talent unfortunately they also say things about frank the clown he's a, he's a guy that exists uh we spoke to him on wednesday that interview's over on on youtube.com slash fifle overbooked it's been clipped out on its own in its own glory uh hi hi warrior wrestling do you do you also do you wear the 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 mask the the logo mask when you tweet I think that's a very important question that we need to ask here. It's a sweet logo. It is a sweet logo. It's got the yeah. W. It's, it's it's the Spartan mask. Do you wear yeah. it when you tweet? Is it part of the attire? Do you show up to the shows wearing it? We are better than Sean. That's a low bar, though, unfortunately. We're, we're on a low bar kick this week. But we got no... A week without Sean is a good week, by the way. Nothing... No eggs for us, Jeremy Lambert. No eggs for us like no soup for you i should do that next that's going to be the monday deal uh anyway i i don't uh it's just very quick oh well i don't even have to do it anymore we're good <laughs> jeremy i want to give you this intro i think this this is one that you deserve to have no why why not i'm not good at these intros joel oh my goodness okay fine <clears throat> let's see if i can do this without messing it up ladies and gentlemen joining us now the truly blessed warrior world champion is the one no joel no 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 no. you messed it up joel there you go now you gotta do it yourself do it yourself you messed it up all right here we go let's do this correctly see casey knows the truly blessed warrior world heavyweight champion casey navarro oh man okay i like that i got you i like that Gotcha. Well, I'm heavyweight, man. I wish I was a heavyweight. I'll take it, though. <laughs> I'll take it. Casey, the heavyweight, to... you just throw it in there. It sounds so much better. You know, yes. even if it's not the heavyweight title, it sounds better if it's heavyweight. Man, I'm carrying heavyweight, carrying the company on my back. Come on. There now. you go. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. Carry, carrying the entire company. That's that's, <clears throat> that's why you're a heavyweight. Exactly. Man, that's why you're a heavyweight. Yes, you Look, got... at this. Look at this. Yeah, Look at this. No one else has had something like this. Only me. So, okay, hold on. I don't know. I want to launch right into this. The, pink is your aesthetic. Like, it's very yeah. clearly. It looks good. Why? Yeah. What got you to the pink aesthetic? And, like, that, that I, I get it pops, but, like, is there more to it than that? Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, um, you know, when the NFL used to, uh, all the players used to wear pink for breast cancer and WWE did it for a little bit. I always followed that. I always did the same thing. Uh, I had family that had breast cancer as well. Um, and pink just looked really good on me. So I, uh, I always rocked pink, you know, I was bullied really bad as a kid and obviously being a wrestler, wanted to be one was one reason, but loving the color pink was another cause I was a guy and that wasn't the thing. And well, I'm doing it and I got a lot of kids now that are dying their hair pink to be like me. So I could care less. <laughs> you got Matt Cardona tonight. This match is tonight. That is tonight. wrestling yeah. 30 tonight. Yeah. Matt Cardona. That guy kind of sucks, right? Like he's a jerk. Like, uh, well, he, he used to be my hero. 
honestly, I, I loved Matt Cardona. I loved Zach Ryder. I mean, anybody that's followed my social media knows that Matt Cardona was my hero. And uh, about a month ago, I uh, or two months ago now, I uh, wrestled him at Battlefield Pro Wrestling, and that was like one of the biggest matches of my career. And uh, he cheated. And I know a lot of people are like, well, why are you at the surprise? You're the one cheat. But I mean, that was like a really important match for me. So I took I took it really serious compared to other matches. And for it to be done to me was kind of, whoa, it was a little, little shocking. And now all of a sudden he's coming to Warrior and tonight he's fighting me for my title and trying to take mine. And um, I don't know. I look at it as cloud chasing because after my promos and stuff, it seems like people got interested in him again a little bit. So I don't know. I think he's following me. Are you okay, by the way? You almost got into a car accident, you said. Oh, my God. Promo. Promo. Tell me you saw that. I mean, hey, nice pool and all. But <laughs> damn. Damn. That that was garbage. I mean, even Bully Ray attacked him for his promo that he got from Cardona. I mean, dude, Cardona's got to work on that. I mean, maybe I could teach him something on the microphone, but brother's got to work on that. He's got to work on that. But what happened with me. the car? What ha- like what happened? He almost got into an accident. What well, well, here here's the deal. I, I'm I'm a good employee of Warrior Wrestling. I am the face. I gotta know everything that's going on. I'm a big social media guy. I mean, hell, I should be the internet champion if I'm talking honest. And you know, I'm driving. You know, I know it's bad, but I was going through Twitter as I was driving. Very bad. I know that that's not good. That's not good. But I was going through it, and I saw I got tagged, and I I click on Cardona's little video, and it was so bad. So bad. I was so distracted by how bad it was. I almost crashed into an 18-wheeler, man. You know how bad that is? An 18-wheeler? I'd be dead. I wouldn't even be here tonight. But I'm blessed. And I was able to pull over. I was able to sit down, recuperate, breathe, and then cut a really, really good promo back on him. Because I ain't playing that BS with him. He knows he can't touch me on the microphone. And after working him, he damn sure can't touch me in the ring either. So we'll see tonight. I mean, we are the main event tonight. Second time main event thing on a show with him. But this time, I'm the champ, not him. We got a super chat from uh, Dan SND. says, putting the title over, KC, looks great. You've been holding that Thank title. You. You've, been, you've been the champ for a year now, over a year. Yeah, you won it June 18th last year yeah. in War of Attrition match. And you've not only defended it multiple times, you defended it in other companies as well. Everywhere. Like, what does it mean to you to be the face of the company, to hold that title, and then to take it to other companies? Be like, you know what? If, I, if you're going to book me, we're going to put this title on the line as well. I, I want to defend this title wherever I go. Well, I, I can tell you now, I, I always wanted to be at Warrior Wrestling. Uh, during my career, we all knew it was one of the biggest indies out there. And for me being 21 at the time, I just knew that it was my shot. And when they gave me that opportunity and I came in, I looked at Principal Steve and I told him, you give me the opportunity, I'm not going to let you down. And constantly he kept giving me opponent after opponent after opponent. And we're not talking just Joe Schmo from up the block. No, we're talking guys that are elite-level talents, guys that have been to the top, guys that have wrestled at WrestleMania. We're talking the best of the best. And if I wanted to prove that I'm the blessed of the best, I had to beat them or I just had to go and compete with them. And I did it every single time, whether I had to cheat to do it, whether I had to do it on my own, whether I had somebody in my corner – I did it, and at some point, I won that War of Attrition match. I got the medallion, and then when I saw that the time was right, who am I going to cash in on? Am I going to cash in on Brian Pillman Jr.? Am I going to cash in on Brian Cage, Trey Miguel, whoever the hell was champion at the time? No, I'm going to wait till the big dogs got it. When Bray Lee saw it, boom, I came in and made an impact, and as soon as I took the title, I told them, 
now it's my era now. It's my time now. There's people that doubt me all the time. They say I'm overrated. They say I'm not good. They say I'm too small. And every time I prove everybody wrong, I prove that I belong with all the big guys now. And I took the title. I made my own version to, to just establish that this is my era. This is my time in Warrior. And then I took it to another country. Took it to Australia. Then I took it to another one. I took it to Canada. And then I took it all across the country, left, right, up, down, defending it everywhere. Literally making it a part of me. Look at this t-shirt that you can get on KCTomorrowShop.com. The truly blessed warrior world champion. Now you can never mess it up. So go buy one. Okay. Go. Go buy it. Go buy it. And that's it, man. I just wanted to establish that it's my time. And I feel like with everything I've been doing, no one can deny. Literally, no one can deny that I have to be one of the greatest warrior champions that Warriors ever produced. Because I've done more than any of them as champion. You know, those guys are phenomenal talents. They are the best in the world. But when it comes to Warrior, I'm the only one to do what I have done. And I'm very proud of that. When your time did come and you won that championship from Will Ospreay, were there any words uh, shared between you two? Any any kind of uh, passing of the torch? Anything like that? Um, I do know, if, if I'm fully remembering and the stuff that I can say, um, Osprey did believe that it was my time. And he, he believed that everything that he's been watching, everything that he saw, he knew that I was hungry and he knew I was ready. And it was kind of like an honor for him to pass it on to me, which is an honor for me. And, you know, when it's my time to do the same thing, it will be my time. But I don't plan on doing that anytime soon, especially, especially tonight. Hell no, especially tonight. God damn. <laughs> Got, we got to ask about this because you know our, our our pal, our boss, technically our boss, Sean Ross Sapp, wrote a big feature on you uh, late last year, and it was very very great feature put over by by a lot of people, and then it led to what what we thought was going to be even bigger things for Bless the tryout with, with WWE, and then you were still a free agent. Can you tell us what happened there uh, and what you were told? I can't comment too much. But what I can say is that it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, it, was a, it was an opportunity I waited for for a very long time. And what I can say is that I do not think that will be the last time people will see me there. That's great to hear. What well, you're 23. We, we hope you have a long, very long, healthy career. Thanks. I mean, I, the, I might be a little biased. I think they'd be foolish not to, you know, not to bring you in and, Sure. And, and show the world, show the WWE <laughs> universe who is blessed. Sure, and I'm I'm ready to go anywhere, man. It's not just WWE. I mean, that is the number one goal. That is the dream. Uh, anybody that knows me knows that. Um, but I'm just right now. I'm just going wherever God takes me, man. Wherever I'm meant to bless next is where I'm going to go. And I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing until it's until it's time for me to do do it on the big time. <sighs> All right, I have to ask the question: Why Frank the Clown? Why Frank the Clown? <laughs> well, I can tell you that I do love Frank. I do. Uh, outside of all the wrestling stuff, Frank is a great guy. I know that sounds very shocking. But to me, he's a great guy. You know, he's got the cool hair too. So I got I to gotta admire him for that, okay? Um, Frank's got a good mind, man. Frank Frank knows what he's doing. He sure as hell knew what he was doing better than Papa Cage, tell you that. Uh, but um, Frank is great. And the stuff that Frank has helped me do is fantastic. Uh, do I like the fact that Frank talks about him being the main event and him winning championships? No, because at the end of the day, I won this. I did this. 
Uh, I've been defending it across the country and outside the country, and Frank has not been there. And I'm not going to completely lie. I know everybody with the graphics and everybody talking about it. You know, Frank's in my corner tonight. I'm going to be straight with you. I don't care. This isn't about Frank tonight. This isn't about me and Frank tonight. Tonight is about me a Cardona. Tonight is about me versus my hero. Tonight is about me getting redemption on my hero and my hero coming to my house trying to take my title. So if I'm going to be completely honest, tonight, when it comes to me and Frank, I don't care to talk about it. I don't care because it is not about me and Frank tonight. And I know that might hurt Frank, but it's not about me and Frank tonight. Tonight is about me and Cardona. I want to ask about Jordan Oliver, a man you have a a long history with. I spoke to Jordan earlier this year and he credited you for getting him his first booking. And I know like in one of your, your first early matches, you teamed with Jordan. What has that relationship been like from basically the start of y'all's careers to now? I think your, your last title defense was against Jordan. It was, um, and an honor it was, uh, I love Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver is like a brother to me. I am so, so proud of everything that he's doing right now everything that he has done and everything that he's going to continue to do. Uh, I wrestled Jordan when we were 13, 14, 14, 15 in a backyard, man. Like that, that was my guy. And I remember when I had an opportunity and somebody was like, we need more people that's your size. I was always a small guy. I was like, Hey, I got, I know this kid. And we brought him in and kid always wanted to go to Japan. Look at him. Went with GCW, went to Japan. I mean, the kid is doing everything he's wanted to do. I, think right now he's arguably one of the best young talents in the world, best unsigned young talents in the world, and I wish him nothing but the best. We were always close. At first, everybody saw us together. We were tagging. We were riding together. And then it got to the point where, you know, we separated and we kind of went our own paths. But now we're adults and we're both doing our own thing. We're actually – this has probably the, been the most we've seen each other in three, four years this year alone, uh, and it's been really great. So I'm very proud of him, and I hope he just continues to do everything that he's doing had a lot of people uh run up on you for that warrior world championship i'm, I'm seeing brian Pillman jr trey miguel buddy matthews yeah. brian cage jordan yeah. oliver we just talked about uh, matt cardona of course is going to be tonight uh yeah. listen let's let's be honest who else can or should step to casey next who do you want to face who's on your bucket list to defend that title against if i'm being honest honest I would like Will Ospreay, straight up one-on-one. No war of attrition. I would give Will Ospreay a rematch for this anytime, whenever he's ready. But if there's one, one, that I really want, I want the Amazing Red. I want the Amazing Red one-on-one. I don't want him at House of Glory. I've done my stunt with him at House of Glory. I want him at Warrior. I want the Amazing Red. I know Red hasn't been at Warrior in a very long time. But if there's one guy I want one-on-one, it's the Amazing Red. So I'm calling him out. So I hope he hears it. <laughs> I'm going to make sure in the chat. We, 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 know, we know the company is hearing it right now. So yes, sir. we got to make this happen for everybody. For sure. I know Red's been only doing this thing at House of Glory. But I think uh, for Warrior, and I think if he knows it against me one-on-one, I, I think Red would come to Chicago. And I'm, I'm putting it out there. I, I want Red. I want amazing red. I think Chad wants to see it. I think people want to see that. Yeah. I'm all about yes, it. Sir. Yes, sir. Ahead, I'm ready. You've been in the ring with a, a lot of, of hard hitters, a lot of really talented wrestlers as mm-hmm. well. 
Um, when was the moment that for, for you, and maybe it hasn't happened yet. Maybe it'll, it'll happen later down the line, but you shared the ring with somebody and you were like, okay, I'm good at this. I got this. I know what I'm doing it. Like it just all kind of clicked for you. Um, probably Leo Rush. When I had the biggest match of my career when I was 16, it would probably be when I wrestled Leo. I knew that I could actually be good at this because at the time, Leo just left the top prospects. It was right before he went to NXT. And I was only 16, 17 years old. And when I had that match with him and I walked out of that going, man, I just kept up with one of the best in the world. I'm only 16 on the year end. Hmm. I think I can do big things. And then as time was going on, I was wrestling like, you know, Rising Stars, like at the time, Sunny Kiss. And then I was wrestling Sean Maluda, who's fresh out of the uh, Cruiserweight Classic, who I actually just wrestled last week. And then uh, people started throwing bigger matches at me, Mike Bennett, Davey Richards, uh, you know, Buddy Matthews, you know, all these guys. That's when I started to know. I was like, I, I, could, I, could, I could keep up with anybody. And that's why when I was, when I had the medallion, I was cashing in on Osprey. I wasn't scared to cash in on Osprey. I was like, this is just another guy to me. And I was ready. And yeah, so I would say, I would say definitely Leo Rush when I worked in. I want to take you back to uh, Warrior Wrestling Sweet 16. Sure. Now, it feels like everybody, it, it, the new thing is like six degrees of Alex Shelley. Sure. And you had a match with Alex Shelley. Yes, Tell me about the experience wrestling with him. And also, again, everybody has an Alex Shelley story. So may as well get yours out right now. Sure. Um, I can tell you that when I worked Shelley, it was a great learning experience. It was also a very humbling one at the same time. Uh, at the time, I was going through a lot. And I, I, I'm not the guy to make excuses. But at the time, I was definitely going through a lot. And I remember when I went into that match, I just wasn't mentally there. And I felt like, personally, it wasn't one of the best performances I put on in my career. And I felt bad because I'm going up against one of the best in the world. And I'm going in there putting my personal life into it. And I felt like I was very, very off that night. And that was a big career-defying match for me. And I felt like I failed in a sense. But I can tell you that Alex Shelley did not stop reaching out to me after that. Like, he knew and I explained to him. And he just always told me to just be proud of myself. Like, for what I was going through, I did great. And that I have a bright future and I have a lot of things coming for me and just to not quit. And I didn't. So I, I appreciate Alex Shelley for that. Um, but yeah, I would just say it was very humbling and a very good learning experience for me. You wrestled a lot on AEW Dark and it was during yeah. the, the pandemic times just and so. everything. Did you, from a television perspective, what did you learn from that experience? And did you get any feedback uh, from, from anybody back there? Um. I uh, I got to learn from so many people. I mean, you got Jerry Lynn, you got Billy Dunn, you have the smartest people back there. You know what I mean? They have fantastic agents back there, especially at the time. Um, you know, I just got I got to learn how to listen to the referees, listen how to slow down, uh, listen how to work cameras, work angles, and stuff like that. Um, and then I got like great opportunities, like working Ray Phoenix. Man, and I remember after that match, uh, speaking to Tony Khan, and Tony Khan like praising me for giving. Uh, Phoenix a great match because I think that following Wednesday he was wrestling Omega on a big dynamite or something like that and uh, he was very proud of me and put me over to the moon after that so um, yeah I, I would just say like you know learn how to slow down learn how to listen to the referees uh, getting used to times wrestling when when there'd be moments like oh 
you're going out there, you got eight minutes, and then suddenly you get cut to like four, you know, being prepared for stuff like that. So that's probably what I learned out there. Yeah. Give me, give me a little bit more about the working TV versus working independent style. Like you, you're talking about hitting your marks and all that. It, do sure. you prefer working that style? Is it something that you're getting more comfortable with or do you still prefer working in an environment where it's non-televised and you're primarily working for fans? I, I, I love working the television style to be completely honest with you. Like even if I have a referee and the referee is connected or, doing the times you know i always try to tell them to give me like a breakdown so i know what i'm doing so i can know what what to think of next um i think it's very helpful and it's i don't know it eases me a little bit i actually feel more comfortable wrestling on tv a little bit more which i know would probably shock a lot of people um but yeah i i just feel more comfortable with the television style over overall getting the 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 blessed being blessed and having this, uh, I don't know if it's a persona, it seems like it's you turned up, which a, a sure. lot of us are, but, you know, cultivating this and bringing it to to the independents, like how important was that where in a lot of the world of the independents, it's just, hey, I'm going to go out here, just have this great match. Like, I feel like this makes you stand out a lot more compared to a lot of people on the independent scene who just kind of just to go out there to, to have a great match. Sure. Um you know, I've had a lot of great guidance, and one of the biggest things people told me was to always be myself. Stop trying to be like everybody else. Don't be like everybody else. Don't worry about just moves. Let people feel you and understand you and who you are. And me being blessed, that was my thing. I was like that when I was a kid. You can ask any of my friends, my family. Blessed was my word. It was my first tattoo, as a matter of fact. This, this bad boy right here was my first tattoo. And shout out to me, AM, for that. Uh, because I asked her because I was scared to get a tattoo at the time. And she was like, that can work in a character or a story if you get it. Boom. The Bless was born. And over time, I, I grew on that. You know, first I was just blessed. Then I became truly blessed. And then I dyed my hair. And then I grew my hair. And now I'm too blessed and this and that. But the more I started being comfortable with just being me, I felt like the more comfortable I was to talk on a microphone, the more comfortable I was when I was in the ring, I was able to show more charisma and confidence in the ring. Uh, the more people connect with me, you know, there's a lot of people in wrestling that, you know, won't talk about them being blessed or, Oh God did, you know, stuff like that. And uh, you know, I'm not afraid to do that. And I felt like that brought another, that brought another bunch of fans that weren't comfortable in talking about stuff like that, being more comfortable to come up to me and talk about stuff like that. You know, I've had, fans come up to me and give me like little bibles and little bible verses and you know thank me and stuff like that that i inspired them and stuff like that and that that's what was cool for me and that's what i just want to continue to do you know, i'm not the biggest guy in the game but i feel like even though i'm five six five seven my charisma is seven four so and my personality is seven five so that's that's what i try to lean on and letting people feel me and understand me and know who i am that's all that matters to me so in my research, <clears throat> not a lot of gimmick matches under the Casey Navarro umbrella. No, nope. a, a few ladder matches. Yeah, but other than that, what, what, what do you? Other than straight up wrestling, sure. What do you want to do? There's a lot of multi mans. I get that, but like, what, what are the gimmick matches that Casey Navarro's like? Oh, I got to try this. <sighs> I, I would love to have a steel cage match, like really bad. Like I'm wrestling. Uh, Actually, I'm wrestling Cardona again in a month in a street fight. Very interesting. I'm not going to lie. Uh, hopefully, I get through tonight first. Uh, but um, Or he does. 
Um, but yeah, I would love to do a steel cage. I, I feel like a steel cage would be sick. If I could have a steel cage with him instead and lock his ass up in there, that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, I would love a steel cage, a TLC I would do. Uh, I don't really get offered gimmick matches too often. I mean, if I did, I'd probably be like, oh, I want to do this, that, and the third. Uh, one thing I always loved as a kid was false count anywhere matches where I could fight in the crowd and all that. I would love doing that. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't run the show. I'm just the clown in the circus. <laughs> Oh, we need to do the the falls count anywhere at the at the stadium series with Warrior and everything. I know. Just battle battle up and down all over the field and all hey, in the hey, stands hey, and everything. Who knows? You know, you know, Cardona when he came to wrestle me the first time, he kept saying that he has creative control. Well, he's coming to my house, so actually, I have creative control. So maybe I might change some stuff, but we'll see how I'm feeling. You know, I still got a shot for an outfit for the show later. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Well, speaking speaking of of the the style here, I sure. have to ask, like, who who did your chain? Who did my chain? Oh, Shop GLD. They're based in Miami. They made this custom blush chain for me. I think it's sick. I love it. They make all my jewelry, as a matter of fact. I get all my jewelry from there. So go to Shop GLD. Shout out to them. There you go, everyone. I mean, I don't know if yeah, we we don't have the style of, of Casey Navarro, but if you if you want to have the style of Casey yeah. of the of the Warrior Wrestling Champion, go to Shop GLD out there in Miami. Gotcha. As we start to wind down, this is this is my last question for you. Sure. I'm going to name three wrestlers. Okay. You're going to tell me if they are truly blessed or not. Okay. Okay. Cool. Like Roman me. Reigns. Truly blessed. <laughs> truly blessed. Oh, yes, he is. I'll, I'll give him that. Kenny Omega. Yeah, truly blessed. Rob Van Dam. Oh, he's damn sure truly blessed, bro. He's damn <laughs> I got to hear one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just anytime I've ever been around Rob Van Dam, he has been such a great time, and he's just a funny guy, and he is just himself, and I love people like that. So that's as much as I can say about Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Casey, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, everyone, check out Warrior Wrestling tonight. June 30th, uh, the, the event will be streamed live on their YouTube channel. Uh, Casey Navarro in the main event, defending the World Championship mm-hmm. against Look Matt Cardona. There you go. Look at, oh man, the side yeah. plate, the true, le- that looks good oh, right there. There we yeah, go. I got my logo like- in the leather. My logo is in the leather. Come right, on. That's, oh. that's sexy. I got to say, that is great. Come on. That's a nice title. That's a nice like title. Yeah. Let everyone know where, where they can find you at. Find me at KC Russell's on everything soon. That might change. I'm not going to lie. It might change soon. But right now, it's at KC Russell's on all social media platforms. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. It's all at KC Russell's. You can buy this shirt, my new Bless 24-7 shirt. And even, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. This is, this is a, a little exclusive for tonight, okay? Oh, I like a man who comes prepared. Let's go. Yes. You know, Matt Cardona, he's always ready. That's cool and all. That's great. That's great. But tonight, you can get these exclusive. Ready for this? Always blessed t-shirts available <laughs> tonight at Warrior Wrestling and on Casey Navarro shop.com. So make oh. sure you go pick one up. My God, that was the best. That was the oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait. You think I'm done? Oh, you thought, you thought I was done? Wait, tonight. He's not done, Joel Pearl. He's not brother, done. Brother, brother, brother. Tonight, we also have brand new 8x10s available, especially me flipping off Matt Cardona. <laughs> so make sure you go pick these up tonight. Live at the meet and greet. And I'll see you all there. 
So until then, you all can stay blessed. Thank you. Thank you so much, Casey. Everyone check Thank out you. Warrior Wrestling 30 tonight. Casey Navarro, Matt Cardona, the Warrior Wrestling World Heavyweight because he's carrying the entire damn company on his back. Champion, <clears throat> truly blessed. Casey oh. Navarro, there we go. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thank you, Casey. Thank you. Uh, man, that was I'm... tremendous. I don't know why he's with Frank the Clown. I liked him. <laughs> I like Casey. He said Frank was good to him. I mean, he, you know, okay, Frank likes to take some credit here and there, which we I don't appreciate because, you know, truly blesses getting it done himself. It's not always Frank, but, you know, Give, give the guy give the guy a break here joel frank clearly there's a benefit there there's a benefit there i mean i think the benefit would be him giving up on frank the clown but that's just uh that's just me <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i'm again there there seems to be a benefit there with, with frank and casey so maybe maybe he's just just riding that relationship for as long as he needs to and then the the course changes a little bit joel maybe but uh that t-shirt, that 8x10. Oh, that t-shirt was nice. Just good stuff. I, I'm really, I, I loved what he had to say about the pink right at the top of the interview. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was really good stuff. And uh, of course, like just a little bit of a walk through his career and his aspirations. He's a uh, man. I, I can see why people have him on their radar. He's, uh, he's got lots of potential and a lot, uh, a lot ahead of him and a lot already behind him. It's pretty amazing. Only 23. He's, you know, the, the Warrior Wrestling World Champion. Um, and he's already wrestled a handful of matches on Dark. He's He's been in as part of the, the WWE tryout, which I guess the timing wasn't great on the WWE tryout because it was the December one. And then as, as Fightful Select reported, seemed like there was the bit of the hiring freeze going into the new year with everything. But... I'd be I'd be shocked if if he's not back in whether it's AEW television, ROH television, WWE television at some point within the next year. There's just so much potential there. And like I was saying about like the personality and stuff, like he's got that part down so well. And that's a big step when it when it comes to just being like television ready and everything. Like he's a guy who he steps onto the screen. It's like, oh, I know who this guy is. I get who this guy is and what he's all about. And he's talking to the right people. He is yes. associating with the right people. You know, he talked about Mia Yim guiding him a little bit with it with the tattoo, and then it became, you know, the 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 promo, and then it became the hair, and he just got more and more progressively comfortable uh, doing doing him. And when you have people like that on your side, yeah, that goes a long way. He's uh, listen, I'll put him over as much as Sean did in that feature. He's uh, he's got a lot of upcoming potential, and he's he's on it now. He's doing it so. Good stuff. Really, really big. Thanks to Warrior Wrestling, by the way. Uh, we're looking forward to their show tonight, uh, Warrior Wrestling 30. It's going to be live on YouTube. So go go check them out. Good stuff. We will we will have the stream up on Fightful.com as well. But go over to the Warrior Wrestling YouTube uh, and, and check out the show tonight. And also just go to Warrior Wrestling on, on Twitter and, and support them and follow them and go to uh, the, the website and everything. Uh, it's Warrior Wrestling without the E and the high uh so it's warrior w r s t l n g on on uh on twitter and it's warriorwrestling.net the the website so everyone should uh again go check them out go support them they're they're doing great work uh independent scene in in chicago and uh yeah 
And in September, I'm going to try to get Joel down here so I can get Joel beat up. I'm going to slap Frank the Clown's face. That's what I'm going to do. And then I will, uh, uh, I will take Casey to the ring instead. I don't I, know if that's going to work out so well for Casey. I don't well, know. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, the other people on the on the show, by the way, put over the the card. Here we mentioned the main event, Cardona and Casey Navarro for the Warrior Wrestling World Championship. Uh, we also got Vikingo against Gabriel Fueza against uh, Gringo Loco. Um, that's on there as well. Sky Blue against Heather Reckless, Warhorse against uh, Konosuke Takeshka, Swarm Grayson against Jordan Cross, Sabin Gage against our pal Cole Radrick, uh, and Bang Bros against Matt Nix and in, sort of incredible Iverson. So that's the it's a card for tonight. Again, it's on YouTube, the Warrior Wrestling YouTube page. Everyone go check it out. Looking forward to that show uh, and looking forward to Money in the Bank. Let's uh, We're going to get back into our Money in the Bank talk in just a sec. I do also want to put over, um, I know we talked about Alex Kane having appeared on Between Two Beards over on Love Wrestling to talk about his his interactions with Shane Hawk, who was on our show, talking about uh, a lot of things, including the Indies, the American Indies on Easy Mode interview, as it were. Shane Hawk also appeared on Between Two Beards last night. So we're looking forward to, I think y'all want to go and, and read those comments or check out those comments from shane hawk uh, just kind of following up i think i think uh, he's got a lot of important things to say so just putting over between two beards and uh, i think uh, i think it's worthwhile jeremy it's gonna be good stuff from shane hawk uh shane hawk was fantastic for for us um just uh was that last week last monday i feel yeah. like so long ago um yeah he was great he was great with us so i imagine that'll be very good and yeah alex kane responded to some comments that he made on our show and now shane hawk's gonna be on uh between two beards to comment on um on on uh alex kane's quotes as well sorry i'm getting a lot of messages in, in our news chats as i try to get everybody in line with the money in the bank coverage so i apologize that i'm a little trying to trying to get the team in order here joel pearl but uh crack yeah that. shane hawk what's that crack that whip yeah trying um but yeah shane hawk's fantastic by the way shout out to to shane hawk shout out to nicole matthew shout out to warrior wrestling i appreciate that uh, um one and all of them are willing to let it come on the show. In the case of Warrior Wrestling, they they uh, aligned and got got us in touch with the talent to come on, on this show. But like that, that I write from the it was a long way. I, hopefully for them, but certainly for us as well. And I, I just appreciate that because you know we they take t- their time out to, to do these interviews and we very much appreciate that uh i take the, the time out to transcribe these articles and, and write the articles and everything and so and i'm like a wrestler who we've is technically an exclusive because it's an exclusive interview interacts with all of this stuff like i i really appreciate that so anyone who has who has done that i try to share it myself and certainly share it on the fightful account um, but I, I really appreciate that. Darius Carter is a, is another one who um, has been interacting with like the headlines and stuff. So th- thank you guys for for doing that, and you know hopefully it's it's fruitful for you guys because transcription work, writing these articles, it's not it's not the prettiest of things. So the fact that you guys are willing to like share that, um, it, it means a lot to me. So thank you guys. And you know, Sean has said this on on multiple platforms, uh, and I will echo it. Uh, I think it says a lot to 
the coverage that we provide at Fightful and the confidence that a lot of wrestlers and their and really the teams behind a lot of these promotions have in us to send us talent to speak to and to continue having open dialogues with uh, and that they promote the stuff that they do with us they can easily just be like hey i'm appearing here okay bye but a lot of the a lot of the talent that you just mentioned a lot of the wrestlers will continue promoting the articles they will continue talking about the appearances uh and that goes a long way so i i gotta say it it's really incredible that wrestling has gotten to the point and wrestlers as well uh they got to the point where like it's not just dirty wrestling media or it's you know places like fightful have a very competent place in the conversation. And so that's a really big deal. So I just, I want to, I want to repeat that. I want to put that over because when, uh, when all the names that you mentioned start interacting with and sharing it and also expressing their excitement for the interaction that they get and the engagement that they get from the interviews they do with us. Um, that's, that's twofold. That, that goes both ways. It really helps. It really gets more names on more, uh, on more cards <laughs> and that's good stuff. I like it. We are we are still the dirt sheets. No one should ever talk to us. If you are seen interacting with us, your your bosses will become very um very angry with you for talking to the sheets and giving you the scoops and the exclusives out there. Yes, SB3 says Darius Carter is a gem. He just got to run a tag the guy who booked him. I felt bad. SB3, he tagged. He tagged Sean, who had nothing to do with anything. Sean wasn't even on the show. Not at Sean all. didn't do anything no. on that. And he tagged Sean. Like, I understand he tags you. You were all part of the show. He tagged me. I, I wrote the article and everything. Didn't tag SB3. Who booked him? What are we doing, Darius? <laughs> Excuse me. I will say this. Sean put over the interview and put over everything that we talked about and that I just echoed. So that's... Um, more more or less why but listen yes sv3 100 percent deserves the credit for having gotten the book with darius carter and, and also did a great job in the interview as well because he was there with me tag teaming that interview with darius and he was very um well prepared obviously and darius was very generous with his time so there's a lot of good stuff anyway let's stop patting ourselves on the back i know we're really good at that but uh let's let's talk more about uh money in the bank we got through that bloodline civil war stuff is there anything that you just want to add before we move on from that uh bloodline civil war okay where are you at on the finish now i i do want to i do want to know that that's a good question. Uh, and I actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because that was something I was thinking about too. And I wanted to ask before Casey uh, came on the show. I have this feeling that at SummerSlam, we might see a triple threat for the title. And that would be Jimmy and Jay versus Roman. And going back to the Solo Sokoa conversation uh, and him getting a spotlight of his own uh, Thursdays on Fightful. <laughs> the, uh, the the idea here that now Solo is having a crisis of his own. And now we're going to have to tell the story of Solo Sokoa, which, again, it elongates the story and it adds another layer to it as well. So that's not a bad thing at all. That being said, the finish tonight could. Oh, man. I don't want Roman to lose two tags in a row. And I don't want He's not getting pinned though. That's the thing, but he still is on the lost ledger of that of that. I could see him cheating to win, beating Jimmy, pinning Jimmy, and then somehow the Usos go uh Roman into into a triple threat. Or Roman himself is just like Oh, you thought you're so big, you thought you're so great. Well, how about it's gonna be you two versus me? 
at SummerSlam, but it's a triple threat. Anything goes. So, brother, you could win the title. Brother, you could win the title. Who's the better brother? Because, again, going back to the whole, first of all, Roman Reigns is a gaslighter. And the other thing is this whole Usos got back together was because Jay said those things about Jimmy in that promo. Like, you the captain of the football team. You were the valedictorian. You were the guy with the, you know, you, you had everything and I didn't. And Roman can work with that. And Roman can work on that and cause some, some not some dissension, but at least like some miscommunication with the users. Get them off their game and going into a triple threat for the for the title. And that way you're not rehashing matches from two years. They're two years ago, but it's still, you know, similar stories from two years ago. Do a triple threat. Uh, and then Solo is just like, oh, shit, it's my brother's. It's my guy, my tribal chief. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I stand. There's a, there's enough there that there's enough meat on that bone. So uh, that that's kind of where I'm at, and I, I that's why I'm kind of like Roman gets the win tonight, and then they set up SummerSlam somehow with that kind of a, with Roman manipulating his way into that uh, triple threat match. I think Roman manipulates the triple threat match, and they they need to lose at Money in the Bank. Like if if Roman just wins and pins them, it probably just be kind of dismissive of them of like eh beat you you guys they're the tag team guys and in solo just like whatever stacked them smashed them pinned them like that that's the end of that so i think what happens is i think the usos went i think i pitched like roman actually loss in this match and i'm still not completely dismissing that roman actually takes a loss in this match. Um, if he's going to lose, he it's, it's the family storyline. It seems like at some point, one of them's going to beat him. It may as well do it in a tag team match. So he doesn't have to lose the title. Regardless, I think the Usos win. And I think the Usos win. And that sets up the triple threat match for kind of how you just pitched it of like, Oh, Jay gets the victory. Jimmy gets the victory. It's like, okay, well you get the title shot now. Wait a second. Don't you want this? title shot and he starts like pitting them against each other kind of thing and then he pins them both at SummerSlam smash and stack that's right it's coming back. I don't hate that and, and that's the thing like I and so I, I do agree that him Roman winning the match and then setting up his own title match it does feel weird um, at the same time if you have Solo eating another pin in a tag match like they did you know, in Saudi, I, that that's to me what kind of feels boring. And that's why I would love for them to change it up. But I also don't want to see Roman get pinned in a tag match like this. Cause the first guy to pin Roman one, two, three, that's gotta be a big deal, a huge deal title or not. It's going to be a, you know, he's down unless like they do something absolutely bonkers to get there. Like they hit him with the sledgehammer in between the eyes at full force. That's like the only way where I'm just like, Oh yeah, no, that would kill him. Uh, other than that, there is no other way that that beating Roman makes sense. Um, it's I'm, gonna, it's uh, gonna be a big deal though. When you beat him, what if they both pin him? What if they, they throw everything at him, trip double super kick times five, 
the the Uso splash, which I don't think looked very good uh, on SmackDown. Oh either. no, it looked real bad. Jay Jay yeah. was like landed on his on his feet. <laughs> yeah, like an Uso splash, maybe even like a chair has to get involved because I'm sure there's going to be some type of ref bump. Heyman screws something up. Solo misses a spike on Jay and hits Roman. Like he just eats all of the finishers, and they both pin Roman. And then that's an easy way to set up a triple threat match too. Of like, well, they both got the pinfall on him you see the bottom corner of our screen the name of the channel that's how i feel when you go over that yeah it's gonna be overbooked though roman just ain't gonna take like a clean l at least not when even when he loses the title like he he just ain't gonna take a clean l on this stuff you see that's that's where we differ i think that when he does lose the title in that one-on-one contest that to me feels like it will be not necessarily overbooked, but there will be an attempt at it, and it will yeah. be thwarted at every at every turn. So instead okay. of getting involved, someone will stop it. Basically, someone will be like, "I know your tricks by now," and that you know that that ends the idea that Roman's going to cheat to win. Uh, but yeah, with with tonight, you can do a million things. But I still don't want to see Roman get pinned in this match. But at the same time, I see why it would be more interesting because we've seen solo get pinned a bunch and we've seen the Usos win matches too. Like it's, I I'm hoping for something different and that's why I'm not married to this being the main event either. You put it in the middle of the card so that people aren't going to be like, Oh, solo ate another pin. And now the Usos want like, is it big enough to go off the air with that? I think it, I think it is, especially if Roman does his acting of, okay, like I'm, I'm very devastated by by all of this what okay here's something i haven't haven't seen mentioned maybe it has been but is there another family member they can bring in do they did they have a do they have someone else that they can bring in to this well the one that everyone liked is suddenly under fire for something completely yeah it's over oh not it's not off the record it's on the record um so so there's that there's there's lance on hawaii uh i don't know if that's really someone you you want to go to not that people would know jacob fatu outside of uh you know the hardcore wrestling fans, fans. Yeah. um it, and that's the thing if you're going to introduce somebody big they gotta look like they are big enough to debut solo was like solo was in that 50 50 zone where he was big enough and badass enough that people were interested and invested if they didn't know the nxt stuff but the nxt fans also knew who he was so they knew of the importance of his debut uh Honestly, like Fatu would have been the only big guy that would have worked and people would have been like, who is this big SOB? I don't know if there's somebody else out there that would come back and make sense. Um, like Sean Maluda is loosely related to the family as well. I don't think you're going to bring him back. You bring like Nia Jax is someone that you can bring back. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be it. Uh, and the only the only time that, that the men interact physically with the women is when randy orton's involved so that's uh, that's not a thing that's going to happen either i don't know who else could come out i don't know who would make sense who's big enough to make sense where's Dwayne at is he overseas right now who knows uh, i'm about to like open the window and be like where is Dwayne johnson today <laughs> yeah what's his what's his instagram say is, is, is that geolocation on uh, I mean, he can just pull a Ronda Rousey and, and say he's in one place, but actually be in the site of the Royal Rumble 2018. He hasn't Instagrammed in two days. Uh, someone's got to check on The Rock. 
Just somebody go and check on the rock. Find out if he's okay. He's been he's been tweeting. A tweet oh no, he hasn't tweeted in a couple of days either. Uh his last tweet was from Earth, I assume, because that's where everybody tweets from nowadays, just from Earth. Gotta change uh, that. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I don't know if there's another family member. Jacob Fatu is is yeah, the obvious one, but not great publicity on him right now. And I don't even know if that was even a feasible thing. He's got MLW dates uh already announced, and I don't know if they're bringing him in and then let him finish out in an MLW date if that would be a thing or not. And that's a live MLW show as well. That's not one of those, hey, let's tape it today and then air it five months from now. Um, I just didn't know if there was somebody else out there and if there was, that they could possibly bring them in in this spot. Um, yeah, so I, I think the, the Usos, I think the Usos win. You, you're right about like, is the Usos just beating solo a good enough thing to go off the air with. And I'm not totally sure that it is unless Roman really sells it and and makes it feel bigger than it is. I think Roman getting pinned is a big enough thing to go off the air with. What if Roman gets pinned and then we get a cash in tease as well? Uh, I'm not a big fan of that one. I'm not either. But. I'm looking at the NOI family heritage to see if there's anyone that jumps out. Ava's going to come out and save the bloodline, just like she <laughs> saved the Gacy's. <laughs> I, uh, that's fun. What if Logan Paul wins the briefcase? Okay, so I do want to bring that up. Let's let's okay. let's talk about that real quick. So um, I, I will direct everyone to go to the spotlight from yesterday on the main channel. Watch that because I think Jeremy had really really solid points while i was uh, listening to you guys about how uh, who who really cares about logan paul holding the briefcase and putting it on impulsive and going out onto the red carpets and showing up at, a, at his brother's fight camps or whatever um you're right and and you know what the bad bunny uh illusion that you made or the comparison that you made where he had the 24 7 title i get that it's not money in the bank but like it's still a wwe branded thing and what did it do People were more excited for the idea that Bad Bunny was going to be on WWE programming than they were about Bad Bunny holding a title or doing, you know, they didn't care about WWE. They cared about Bad Bunny wherever he went. Logan Paul fans are going to care about Logan Paul. They're not going to care about where, you know, they're not going to care about wrestling. They're going to care about Logan Paul appearing at this wrestling event. Logan Paul could show up in the NWA and Logan Paul's fans will watch for Logan Paul matches and then they turn it right off when they see Tyrus. But the point is they would still flock there because they are fans of the person, not of the brand. And I don't think giving him, and I agree with you, not giving him the briefcase just to show up. No, no guest is going to be like, you know, imagine, I don't know. For some reason I have Robert Downey Jr. in my head. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it talk show now? No, no, no. Appearing on impulsive. Just oh, I th- ran- uh, imagine random big celebrity guest being like, "Oh, what's what's that briefcase over there?" Like no one's gonna give a shit. No, like no one asks Mark Maron about his guitars unless they're artists and or unless unless they're musicians. And even then, Mark is like telling them about it. Um, I understand where people are coming from with the Logan Paul idea. You and I talked about it. I brought it up as an as an idea. And then the more I thought about it, and then I heard you echo those sentiments that, that I had in my head about Logan Paul with the briefcase, I was like, you're right. He doesn't need it. The only thing that's good about a Logan Paul uh carry of the of the the money in the bank briefcase is that 
he's suddenly not there. And therefore, it's out of sight, out of mind. There's a huge moment that could be had when Logan Paul suddenly shows up out of nowhere and cashes in because, oh, my God, we forgot about Logan Paul, which is what we're doing with Brock Lesnar, too. I understand people have said, you know, oh, everyone's talking about Brock Lesnar coming and costing Cody the match. Not everybody. If you've been thinking about it, you're going to see it. But if you're not thinking about it, the Brock Lesnar return potentially tomorrow night at uh, Money in the Bank is is a big enough deal that people are going to be like, oh, I forgot about him. Same thing with Logan Paul. That's that's where I'm at. I, my my point on the the show yesterday for those who may have not seen it and, and are, were not crossover audience people here was people are trying to I don't know if justify but but theorize that oh Logan Paul is going to win and they could I, I by the way I think like their theory on this is probably correct. Um, Logan Paul is going to win because you have the briefcase. It's on impulsive. It's at the fights. It's it's all these media appearances and everything, and it brings brand awareness for for W because Logan Paul, millions of followers on social media, his is the interviews impulsive does well. All this stuff does really well, right? So it's brand awareness. Like oh, all these fans now are going to know what WWE is and everything because they see this briefcase. And my point is like, does that translate to anything? And it's a genuine question that I'm asking. Like I don't truthfully know if it translates or not my kind of thoughts on it are that it doesn't so much at least not as much as i think people think it does yeah and i brought up of like oh wwe sends this championship to all of the the winning teams and stuff patrick mahomes has got the wwe title aaron gordon has has got the the wwe title uh, at the at the championship parades and everything it's like, okay, are the people like watching this? Are the people seeing this on social media? Are they like, oh man, now I'm going to watch WWE because I see this title and I see Patrick Mahomes with this title. I can't wait to tune in to WWE because of this. Like, I, I don't think it brings any, if Patrick Mahomes shows up on WWE programming, then sure, people are going to tune in to that. But just like having the brand out there, it's good mind you, I'm not saying like, Hey, don't do this by the way. Like they should keep doing these WWE title things and they should keep that. Like, this is how companies thrive. It's just, Hey, brand awareness. If you're always thinking about the brand, you are probably more likely to tune in to this stuff or at least check it out. So I understand why it's done. I understand why they would want to do something with this. Like Logan Paul, my point was just, wouldn't it make more sense or doesn't it translate better if you just do a good story like if, if you just do of if la night wins whoever wins and you just do a good story with it and, and one of the points i brought up was the bloodlines the biggest draw in wwe i don't think that's disputed at all right now right like that's completely that's evidenced by by the ratings by just basically all metrics cody is a huge draw for for wwe again metrics would indicate all of that cody's not out there on talk shows with the wwe title around his his shoulder roman reigns isn't out there on talk shows with the wwe title around his shoulder and everything they're they're draws because they're just doing good work on television they're draws because they're connecting with a sector of the audience that continue to watch the program because of them, not because like they're just throwing the brand in your face the entire time. 
And I think that's more important than like, hey, let's do this and just have brand awareness out there. And if you want to bring the brand awareness, go book LA Knight on a talk show. Go book them for podcast appearances and everything because then you will continue to have brand awareness and just do a good story. And for the record, if Logan Paul is the best story that they have, cool. If they can book a good story out of the Logan Paul thing, which I think they can because he is he's only going to show up a handful of times and every time he shows up, it's going to seem like a big deal. Oh, will he cash in type of thing? Then, OK, I'm, I'm fine with that. You can justify it in that way. I don't think it's quite as justifiable if you're just like, let's put the title on him because he's going to show that briefcase off to all of his social media followers. And everything. I don't think that's a good reason to to put the title on him. I think the story matters more than just let's put the brand out there to put the brand out there. First question they're going to ask him: Hey, Logan Paul, what's in the briefcase? It's a bunch of bottles of Prime, and we're just going to be like, "Oh my god!" That's the fans are just going to be like, "Christ Almighty!" Uh, so, with that in mind, if it's not Logan Paul, uh, who is your pick for the Money in the Bank this year? I. I've said it before. Like, I think it should be LA Knight. I think when you have a guy who is this over organically and when you've basically tried to not capture this momentum because you gave him the Bray Wyatt feud, which he did the best he could with, the match was what it was. You didn't book him on WrestleMania, despite it being in LA and the easy tie in there, and despite him getting like good reactions and stuff. I think that you've got to capitalize on this stuff. And they, for so often they don't capitalize on this stuff. And so I think they'd miss the mark if they didn't do it, do it here. So I, I, LA Knight is my, my, I guess my heart pick. I just assume Logan Paul's winning this thing. See, I agree with the LA Knight heart pick. My pick is Damien Priest. Um, Clearly again, I mentioned it here. They, they keep, Beating him L's, but he keeps coming out and he keeps looking good. And on top of that, the story with Finn Balor and Seth is, to me, only the beginning. Uh, and and you've got Damien Priest in there. If Drew comes back and they do a Drew McIntyre-Seth thing, you can still tell the the story of the the Judgment Day. with And, and Drew is just like, again, I'm totally fantasy booking. Drew is like kind of attached, but he's not in the Judgment Day. He's just kind of like, you guys are bad. I'm bad. I want to beat his ass. You want to beat his ass. Yeah, you got that money in the bank briefcase, but what if, you know, I'll just give you the first title shot, whatever it is. Like, there, there are a lot of ways you can do it. But even if Drew's not there, the story has become Seth versus the Judgment Day, which I don't hate. Uh, so that's kind of where my brain is at, is, is Drew is uh, Damian Priest holding that briefcase. Uh, let's shift focus to the women real quick, because this one is even harder to tell. You've got Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Eoskai, and Trish Stratus. Uh, a lot of people didn't expect Trish Stratus to be in a ladder match in 2023, but here we are. Uh, Jeremy Lambert, who's going to win the women's money in the bank? I think Trish or Zoe makes makes the most sense. I think we talked about it on this show that this, because there's no women's match, like the immediate cash in almost feels off the table. Um, unless they're going to cash in on a fresh competitor. And when does that ever happen? Uh, so it seems like this is going to be a year where we're finally going to get a prolonged cash in on the women's side. And I think having it as a heel may, makes the most sense there. The problem is you have two heel champions already. And so now I'm going to reverse course uh, and then 
steer away from money in the bank for a second and steer towards tonight. Hashtag bow down queen three, three certain things in life, death taxes, Charlotte beats Oscar. Oh, sorry. I got it wrong. Charlotte beats Oscar. Is is that where we're going tonight? Uh, That's a good question. It could end up in a triple threat by SummerSlam that Bianca Belair gets into. I can see Zoe Stark winning the briefcase. I can see a story with Trish and Becky and Zoe being in the middle of it. I can see EO and Bailey having a story as well. Zelina's the odd woman out. And if the rumors and the innuendo, Bruce Pritchard, are true, Zelina Vega with that briefcase being the only white meat baby face in this match. I'm talking like no, nobody else in this match screams baby face. Becky does, but she's also, she, she, she does her things, you know? But Zelina is like pure. And that would be a shock. And on top of it, if Charlotte's the champion and you cash in on Charlotte, that just sets the precedent that Charlotte is the one who keeps getting cashed in on. That's fine. But you hold it for a little while longer with Zelina and uh, it would be a shock and it might elevate her and hopefully the LWO a little bit. Cause notice how in the men's money, in the bank match, we didn't say a damn thing about Santos Escobar, who by the way is like the dude. I, I, I want so much for him. Uh, but they got to break him away from Rey Mysterio. They got to break him away from just being totally like reverent of Mysterio's presence. And I think Selena Vega might be step number one. And you don't, I don't, I don't see cashing in on Rhea Ripley as right now, at least uh, who is the, the world women's champion. I don't see that as like the thing to do with Rhea. Whereas I can see that with Charlotte because they've seen it with Charlotte. I can see it with Bianca. I can see it with Asuka, someone cashing in on them. I don't see it on Rhea right now because they haven't booked her in a way where it feels like it would be relevant to the Rhea Ripley story, if that makes sense to you. I think you can put the briefcase on Becky and Becky does the call the shot thing for like SummerSlam with Rhea. It's like, all right, because there's some interaction there between them and everything. And just Becky's like SummerSlam, here we go. I, I'm just going to call this and and let's do this at SummerSlam. It'd be hilarious. I think for banter purposes, for joke purposes, Charlotte wins tonight, wins the title, gets the title. Becky wins the briefcase and Becky cashes in first opportunity on Charlotte and beats her for that title. I don't hate it. <laughs> I could see Becky getting a, a triple, not a triple, but maybe like a fatal four-way victory on raw to set up the match versus Rhea. So you can do Becky, Trish, Zoe, maybe EO sky, but EO's on, is EO SmackDown? I don't know anymore. Um, But either way, like some combination of four to like three or four women that set up that main event. That's, that's the, that's where my brain is uh, for the women's, uh, the women's world championship. Rhea and Becky seems to be the way to go, but I wouldn't do it as a called out cash in. I'd rather they get it through like, battling their way to get to Rhea. Cause Rhea is like, for some reason continues to be this, this force that nobody is wrestling because nobody wants to face her or there's no competition, whatever it is like they, she's not wrestling, but for some reason she is like the most dominant wrestler out there. It's very strange to me. Brandy's going to come in after tonight and beat Rhea Ripley. Well, like I was about to say, Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio. Is it going to be who told you it was open mic night? 
No, nah, I don't think we're going to see Brandy. I love Brandy, but I don't think we're going to see her. Look, the, the Brock thing is out there. I think everybody kind of suspects that Brock is going to show up here, and that's sort of what I suspect as well. Brock shows up. Does he show up during the match and cost Cody? Does he show up after the match and just beat the hell out of Cody? We we will find out. I think it'll probably be during, and then yeah. Brock and then Dominic wins, and Dominic can hold that over Cody for however long and then you can circle back to that match at some point and then cody can get his win back yep i want that so bad too i just just for the discourse i want to see brock just take out cody put dominic on top of him and one two three that's it uh that'd be fine with me seth rollins finn balor we both agree here seth rollins gonna retain i think so i i've seen this scenario and i think we've talked about it on the show of finn wins priest cash in on finn type of deal um i'm not like fully mad at that but i don't i don't see that happening i feel like seth is going to get sort not i don't know how long of a run but he's going to get it past this event just to continue to solidify this championship and everything yeah i can see SummerSlam being the end of it and uh, him getting cashed in on SummerSlam. uh we'll see where that goes but yeah i can see seth winning tonight makes the most sense to me balor putting up a big Good fight being seen as, as a guy who can still go very much so. Uh, hopefully he doesn't crack his skull open on a table in a Hell in a Cell match, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. There's no Hell in a Cell this month, so we're okay. Uh, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Was that added to Money in the Bank? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was on SmackDown for some reason. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, tag team match for the women's tag titles. Uh, Liv comes back. Does Liv win the tag titles back? No, probably not. I don't think so either. And then Gunther versus Matt Riddle for the Intercontinental Championship. I think what's happening around this match is more important than what's going on in this match. Uh, Gunther getting the victory here makes the most sense. Uh, Unless there's a Viper lurking around, there have again been rumors, as there are every single month. Who knows? (laughs) What do you got, Riddle and Gunther? I, I hope Gunther just wins and we move on. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Just Riddle has done nothing to make me feel like he is a credible challenger. So we did this match to fill the card and we're just going to get through it. We got through today. We did it. Well, real quickly, real quickly, Joel. Sure. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Yes or no. I know we've played out scenarios and everything of how it could happen. Why it, the why is very obvious, but how, but like completely like on the record, prediction for drew mcintyre yes or no uh so again i'm i have to hedge because i have to say yes if sean sorry if uh no no hedging no no if if seth and finn are the main event then yes drew if they are not the main event my like 90 percent becomes closer to 50 but i do think we see drew okay I, I think he I think he's there as well. I don't know in what capacity, but I, I think we get a Drew McIntyre appearance uh at this show. And then we'll have Alex McCarthy tell us all the lurid details about why and how and when. I think we might actually be looking too big when it comes to Drew and talking about money in the bank and world title. What if Drew shows up and steps to Gunther? That would be a good pickup from WrestleMania, which is the last time we saw Drew McIntyre. That would work for me. Um, but also, I don't know if I want to see that. Because again, that's Drew. 
I'm like, I'll bring it in the chat. Like Gunter going to September 6th to beat the hockey talk man's record. I want to see that. I think many people want to see that. I don't want to see Drew come back and then be another loss for Drew. Then be another victory for Gunter and then he'll move up or move on. I just, to me, that doesn't work. I don't know who steps to Gunter next. It could be Randy Orton. If that's another conversation worth having, but uh, yeah, I, I don't see him stepping to Gunter right away. Okay. That's where I'm at. Goes what if he f- takes out, what if he takes out Cody Rhodes? See, I don't hate that. And then you got to have Dolph Ziggler come out and then rehash their tag team from five years ago. He rips off Cody's tattoo, just rips it clean off. I guess you'd be like ripping off the man's skin. Uh, it would be like the boogeyman ripping off uh, Jillian mold. Hall's mole uh, once upon a time and then eating it. He rips off the American Nightmare tattoo, which is all about America. He's like, you're in the UK now, bitch. You got to throw the bitch in there. And then he stomps on the flesh tattoo of Cody Rhodes. This seems very painful and very bloody. Eh. I'm into it. Let's do it. (laughs) And then then ITV is like, we're ditching AEW. We want your programming on our (laughs) station. We'll pay you X amount of money. Uh, this is a big deal, actually, for them this week. We talked about it with Alex earlier this week. The uh, TV rights will definitely be a big um, business conversation coming out of Money in the Bank and SmackDown this week in the UK. Uh, Sean Ross App is there. We talked about it. There will be plenty of notes on FIFA Select, so go subscribe. We have some interviews coming that I have to actually cut when we go off the air. So we'll do that. Uh, first one, I think, will be LA Night. Yeah, yes. because his interview notes are already up on FIFAselect.com. Best five bucks in the business. That's all I'm going to do to shill that. Jeremy Lambert, let's get out of here. Take us home, please. Um, Fightful Overbooked. <laughs> com. Here's the important thing, everybody. On Monday, we will be doing our live show uh, from 10 to 12 Eastern, as usual, as usual, as everybody has come to expect on the show. I don't know who our guest is just yet, but from 10 to 12 Eastern, we will be doing our live show at 5 p.m. Eastern on FightfulOverbooked.com. July 3rd, everybody, July 3rd. FightfulOverbooked.com. Jeremy Lambert, Matt Brannigan, the Great American Oreo Eating Contest at 5 p.m. Eastern on July 3rd. Special guest MC, Megabyte Ronnie, who will be competing in the hot dog eating contest on July 4th, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. So this is happening that look on my face is about how scared I am to do this Oreo eating contest. I regret every decision that I've made in the lead up to this contest. Um, but we're going to be here. We're 5 p.m. Eastern, July 3rd, right here. Fight Flover booked. I'm going to plug it again on Monday's show. But it's happening. Myself, Matt Brannigan, three minutes on the clock. We will eat as many Oreos as we can. I'm so excited for this. One of y'all are just gonna one of y'all are gonna throw up on stream and I'm all about it. I'm gonna have milk. I'm gonna be dumping my Oreos in milk. I, I've been I've been preparing for this for many years, Joel. You've many been years eating Oreos for many years. I have been eating Oreos for many years. That is my late night snack every single night. The wife will attest to this. Every night before we go to bed. 
I, I just have my Oreos and milk. That's my comfort food. And now I'm going to turn that comfort food into competition fuel. And I'm going to destroy Matt Brannigan in this contest. I'm, I'm going to double stuff his ass in this contest. <laughs> no, 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 please. Please continue. Because if there's one thing that the guy with the only fans needs to hear, it's that you are going to double stuff his ass. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy him. Megabyte Ronnie is going to be there and he's going to witness the great American Oreo eater. And I'm going to provide motivation for our pal Megabyte Ronnie one day before the Nathan hot dog eating contest. I'm going to take Brannigan down. I've been training very hard for this Oreo eating contest. Not only have I been eating Oreos for pretty much my entire life as my bedtime snack. I I've been drinking milk. I drink milk every single day. Kurt Angle is jealous of how much milk that I drink. I've, I've, I've learned, I've been twisting the Oreos off, get a good twist on that Oreo, eating one, just eating the cookie side to get that texture down, eating the frosted cookie side as well to get, I'm, I'm prepared. I under, I know this is where I, this is where I got the advantage on Brannigan. I know how long to dip these things in the milk to get that perfect. Oh, still, still a little bit of hardness on there but also soft enough to where it goes down easy. I know the dunking technique on all of this. I am fully prepared for this. And three minutes on the clock, I'm going to destroy Brannigan in three minutes. We are eating, by the way, just regular Oreos. There's no, no, nobody has an advantage. I eat mint Oreos most of my nights, much to the dismay of Ella J. I eat mint Oreos for for most most of the time but we're eating regular oreos this is gonna be cakewalk for me i'm used to eating the double stuff i'm used to eating the mint you just throw regular oreos at me easy light work monday 5 p.m eastern fightful overbooked come watch me eat matt brannigan wait what i don't know all right no no Nah, nah. We have to get through the rest of these plugs. Fightfuloverbook.com, like Jeremy said. You can check out uh, Coexisting with Rob and Maggie. They're going to be on at 3 p.m. Eastern on Friday, as they are every single week. Uh, Tag Talk is they are either on hiatus or they're recording, pre-recording to put stuff up. So just uh, they, they, they typically do Mondays. So we'll see where they go. But uh, they are at least on hiatus for now. So uh, go, go watch old episodes of them because they're, they're great. Uh, the great Haley and Kylie. Uh, what else we got? FMC on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We're in the weeds at 10 a.m. Eastern here on Fightful Overbooked. And then on Thursdays, we've got Indeed with Righteous Reg and Mike. So check them out. Sundays, Kate and I are live at 8. No different this week because Money in the Bank is uh, on a Saturday at 3 p.m. So that's going to be good for me. I'm happy about that. Uh, my note is I will be on Wrestling Observer Live this Sunday with Andrew Zarian. So check that out. And until then, I think that's all. Yeah, we got it. We did it. Sure. All right, ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Oh, and happy Canada Day tomorrow. Cheers. No.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.